What I learned today is I'm uncomfortable with Trevor Bauer referring to himself as daddy, and I'm equally, if not more, uncomfortable with Travis saying daddy. Absolutely. Both of those things (laughs) just left me in a position where I'm ready to wrap this whole podcast up. Hello, fur blankets. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts by calling you something in the room. And also, it starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan, wrapped in a fur blanket. He's Travis. Hello. She's Christina. Hello. Hi. This is today. Oh, I'm not supposed to say hi to you yet. This is today's question. (laughs) Hi, Katie, Christina, and Travis. Uh, This is take three because I may have said a word that you cannot play uh, in take one, and then I messed up take two. Uh, the problem that we have in the Discord right now is that there is a person, uh, one of the most active and fun persons in the Discord server, uh, but his username is, quote, username 1234535, and it gets a bit challenging for us to say that name when we're gaming together. So my question to the gang is, uh, do we come up with a fake real name like Chad or Travis? Uh, for this person or do we come up with like a fake fake name like ticklish elmo or something like that you know anyway uh this is a very serious voicemail uh love you mean it bye love you too dennis mean it and bye no he did not say his name but he did call three other times and in the three other times he called he said (laughs) he said hi i'm dennis from dc so we know that it's dennis from dc (laughs) But I just wanted him to know you also messed this one up, but you still made it on. Uh, And the main reason is because I wanted people to know we have a Discord server. Why? Because um, I still don't really know what a Discord server is. That was what my question was going to be. uh, Yeah, but I bet if I was younger, I would want to know if this uh, podcast had one. So uh, just assuming a whole bunch of youths are listening and maybe interested, apparently there is a sports Discord server. Uh, You can find the link to it on the sports subreddit, which is, you know, I'm not too old for that. Yeah, I have a question. Like, What's the difference between the Reddit and the Discord? Well, so, and I may get lit up for this, but I am of the belief that Reddit is, let me put it in old people speak, (laughs) Reddit is like a message board, whereas Uh Discord is like a chat room. Did I get that right, oh. kids? I think that's uh, that's what it is. So it's like message board is like, oh, it's a topic that we discuss, and then we can all chime in with thoughts, whereas Discord is like a conversation between fans. So I would bet, and I don't know, but I would bet that the Discord talks less about this podcast and more about like, hey, we all have a shared interest, but we can talk about oh. other things. Like I think they play video games together, and Fun. Uh, t- they had their own brackets when we were during third month crazy time. So it's kind of like this secondary content m- machine that I don't understand. And I'm like, a, a, I think I started it, but then they moved it to a more official <laughs> d- discord. I started it for our live podcast because I wanted people to be able to like have a chat. Room. That's the first time I ever even heard of discord before was with the live show. Because mm-hmm. I'm a next I'm a next level thinker. I'm looking into the future and trying to make things happen. No, I don't know. I just pay it. I hear the word a lot. I just want everyone to know I'm sorry that I don't know how to use it. And when I figure it out, maybe I'll start swinging by. But right now, my, my Reddit addiction is too strong. So I'm going to live there for a little bit. Uh, but the question that was asked. So there's somebody in the Discord, one of the most popular people in the Discord, must be a cool guy, and his username is username123435. 
which I guess, Travis, to, to kind of answer your question of like, why do they do this? It, I think when they're playing video games together, which is one of the things they do, uh, it would be difficult to be like, hey, user one, two, three, four, five, three, five. And I just want everyone to know it's me. I'm user one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, three, five. I thought you were three, six. Travis. Uh, I also think that's not possible. I bet they've heard this person on mic because it said his username. So I would, I guess it's a guy. But wouldn't that have been a fun reveal? So um, the question, what do we, should they call him by a fake name, like a person's name, or should they call him by like a code name? Um, hmm. Don't call him Chad. The two examples you gave, Chad and Travis, I wouldn't call this guy either of those because Chad has some connotations to it. And I mean, because of the universe this podcast exists within, Travis also has some connotations. Yeah, Travis has this hot, like, I don't want him to have to live up to these high expectations. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I mean. This amazing gamer, and that's a lot of pressure. Right, 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 right. Don't do that to him. Right, right, right. Too much pressure is exactly the reason. (laughs) So, um, what should they call him? Uno. Whoa. Okay, I like that. It's kind of like Neo, but but more like a fun party game version of it. I'm thinking just uh, you need a name, but like something to play off of. I mean, Yahtzee for numbers. that. For Ooh, that that's matter. a good one. Ooh, Yahtzee's Yahtzee? a good one. But see, here's the problem: is if he does something bad, you yell Yahtzee, and it sounds like it's a good, and it's not Yahtzee. Yeah, yeah, but he's one of the most well liked in the Discord server, and I know he knows better than to do some dumb stuff. He doesn't sound problematic, so just Yahtzee. But also, that's that's, that could be fun. Whenever he says something that people agree with, everyone's like, hey, Yahtzee. See, I, I know like it might be better because it's a, it's one syllable. I do think the Yahtzee part is like, hey, Yahtzee is like takes longer to say than, hey, Uno. Uno, we're going over here. Anything in the in the NATO alphabet. Is that what it's called? Anything sure. in that alphabet. Sure. The like alpha, beta. Oh, God, I used to know it because I worked. I did a thing for United and I had to learn it. Sure. I don't know any of them now, but you know what I mean when it's like Niner, over the way you talk when you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're falling apart at the seams here. Uh, <laughs> like anything Alpha, in Bravo, there. Charlie. <laughs> That's right, the phonetic alphabet. Um, yeah. But I, I can see any of those could work. be problematic while playing video games because, to your point, you, no one has the time to say, "Hey, username one two three four. No one has time for that. Um, yeah. So then Call maybe Ghost. Ghost is a good one. I would something short and i guess one syllable so ghost uno i think those are better christina we're you're we're not moving on until you suggest a name does he not want people to know his real name is that the whole point that could be or you know what it could be uh that this person also didn't know how discord worked and they just hit like create profile and it gave (laughs) them an automatic and he never went back and fixed it because he may be a closeted old so did you say one syllable and then say agree with uno Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess Uno. I guess that is two. Is two syllables. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm the one who said one syllable forever. It's my fault. And I agree She's with everything just, you say. And Christina's so only job is it. to, yeah, repeat what I said and give it validity. So yeah, don't wow. blame her. Blame me. <laughs> Uno is absolutely two syllables. That's a sneaky two-syllable word. That is a very... Thank you because Travis Yahtzee for blowing is two, it up. Yeah, two big syllables. And I love playing Yahtzee, by the way. I don't even remember how to play it. I literally have Yahtzee right next to the couch I'm sitting on right now. Love You have Yahtzee. like five dice and you're trying to get like sets of like, you know, all sixes and you're like, you know, a, a, a pair and then another three set like okay. and you're... It's basically just rolling points. dice a bunch of times and you're trying to get... It's teaching kids how to gamble. Like a, yeah, yeah. I think there was a Disney version of it when I was growing up that I played. It was like a little kid game. But is it really an adult game? Who's if you say? make it one. 
Okay. Anything could be an adult game if you put alcohol in it. That's a fact. Um, did we come up with a... Oh, no. Christina still has not given a word. Uh, um, we are not going anywhere, Christina, no. until you pick a name. That's right. We will sit here. I don't know if I can think of a good one, though. I kind of liked Ghost, because then it's like, well, you, know, that's you not don't yours. know who Wait, he let is. Let her keep going. Let her keep doing hmm. it. Just stay silent until she says a name. Oh, now it's even more awkward. Okay, let me think. Um, hmm. I think he should be called, um, Buddy. I like Buddy. Like, hey, Buddy. Okay. And now let me push back and we'll get to a better name. Buddy is what you could call anybody. What if yeah. you even just then I said it well, anybody he just, he just it's like it's to be too like an, an but average I'm saying Joe, you could I be, guess you could be referring to somebody else you could be having a conversation with a different user and then call that user buddy and then this guy whose name isn't even buddy it's yeah. got to be something he remembers and that sounds out of place in a conversation because you got to remember see, it's not their name I see how this is problematic I still think buddy's a good one but I see oh, stumbling down stumbling down I see where I have a it could be problematic name. Oh, Travis has come up oh. with another. Oh, this is devastating for Christina's chances to climb atop the leaderboard. Travis, yeah, wow. okay. what do you got? Bravo one. What? Bravo see, one. No, see, that's why, why I don't one? think I don't think I deserve points getting knocked off for this one because that I didn't was say, not a very good I just good said suggestion. that he was issuing a challenge, but it does seem like you guys are still, you maintain your same places on the leaderboard. Travis, Bravo one. Yeah. That's it. That is Travis's. Plain, you know, still still using somewhat of the numbers and his name. Are you saying like it's paying homage to a yeah. username one two three four? Yeah, five, I don't want him five. to lose his identity of maybe he's just a big fan of numbers. So I don't want him to lose that part of him. What if you call mm. him Sequence? That is a. That's another good one. Christina, uh, wow, look at that. I, like that. I just one. keep dunking. Oh, you don't like that one? No, oh, sequence all right. Is also, but sequence is also a longer one. Like, sequence. That's a lot. So it's still two syllables. Buddy. Still two. Buddy is two syllables as well. If we're yeah, doing a syllable battle here. Sequence is... All right. What do you, what, you give another one. <laughs> Buddy. Um, hey, pal. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Pal's one syllable. <laughs> Sport. Sport. Ugh. I think we should call him something. I like where we were going before, like Viper, something cool. Ooh, um, Mag Magnus, mm. Colin Coward. Okay, the that's what you should call him. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Wait, was that snort? Is Ashley no. here? Yeah, Ashley's. I have her on speakerphone. I gotta go. I'm doing a podcast. Bye. Okay, she says bye. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we really came to it. Can't wait to hear what you guys chose. Dennis. There's a name. Yeah, There's a name know. you forgot to include. Dennis. Let us know if you went with Buddy. Left a whole voicemail about how this person doesn't have a name and did not tell me his name. Dennis, thank you for your three voicemails. If you are listening to this and you want to leave up a voicemail, you can do so at 860-506-5571. Hello to you, too. Hello. What's going on? Not a lot. We have a lot to talk about in Friendly Banter today. I said before we started that I think the majority of the pod may live in Friendly Banter. Uh, it, here's why. Christina went on a podcast. Hi. Yes, I did. Hi. Christina was a guest on a podcast. Yeah, that never happens. So that in of itself is a little cool the for me. Superstar in the making. What happened? How did this happen? We got to get into how it went. But how did this come about? Is this your debut as a guest? I guess I I, I I feel so cool. 
Um, I well, need to state I, for legal reasons that that was Travis doing the ooh ooh because mine's a lot better and Travis's was pretty subpar and I didn't want anybody to. But think mine that. was different than yours. Um, in which ways? <laughs> mine was a, like a woo. Yours oh, like an ooh. You went woo woo. Yeah. Let me hear it again. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's that's and mine is ooh ooh. Okay, yeah, cool. So Go ahead, different. Christina. Sorry to interrupt. This okay, isn't no, your jurisdiction. Back yeah, off yeah, the yeah. woos. <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyway, I got a DM on Twitter from the host of the Fan Levitard podcast asking mm. if I wanted to be a guest. And I said, who, me? And uh, he said, you mean yeah. Katie? Um, <laughs> yes, you are the one that I direct message. And I said, yeah, but I don't know if you have the host of the podcast correct, because I am in not I am, in fact, not the host of this podcast. Um and I am not even, I wouldn't even call myself second in line to the host of this podcast. So, uh, sure, I don't know why you want me on, but sure. Um, and yeah, it was actually really fun. I had a great time. Travis, how did it feel to get skipped in the hierarchy? That's okay. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with spreading the wealth. The union is about everybody mm. getting a little Oh, shine. this is a favor to me. Mm. Okay. No, thank no, you, it's not a favor. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you. It's not a favor because I didn't even know about it till after the fact. I'm wow. just happy that other people, mm. you know. Wow, trouble in the union, huh? You I was guys happy having... for Christina. Are you, Christina? Are you unhappy with your union leadership? It sounds like you guys. I should... mean, now it sounds like I should be unhappy with the union mm. leadership. I'm That's not right. the leadership. I don't know why you're mad. Like, why would you be mad Who at the is? leadership? Who is the steward? No, a steward isn't in charge. That isn't the president of the union. Who is the president? Well, well, who a is? steward is our representative. If we have sure, beef Travis, with the name union. either of these positions, regardless <laughs> of the the title. Who who fills these roles? I don't know if they want their names aired out there. Wow. I, I have wow. to check the bylaws. It's a real username one two three four five three five situation we have going here, isn't it? Buddy and pal. Yeah, buddy and pal. Yeah, That's buddy, our, buddy our and pal. president yep. and vice president. <laughs> what? So how did it go? What did the? I saw. Okay, so the only clip I. Oh, saw, so you didn't listen to it? Is what it sounds. No, like. I didn't listen to it. I was going to. I was going to, and then I had a. Uh, I had a really bad weekend, and I was like, if I listen to this, and I. And it's and she's like, she's a monster to work with and I can't stand her. It's going to hurt too much. It's mm. like I had opened wounds and I really didn't want to have to take a knife in one of them. I want to let them heal before I subjected myself to that. But I did hear a clip that was tweeted at me where uh, you were asked to say <laughs> some things you disagree with me on, which I thought was very funny. I will say you picked. I heard you pick one. Yeah. Were there more? I don't know. You're gonna have to listen. Oh, Eve, it's a good tease, Christina. It's a good tease. <sighs> she said that I don't like cold cuts. She disagrees with the fact that I don't like cold cuts. Which yes, she is very right much disagrees. So, Travis, you did listen. Yeah. What did um? Don't say he, yeah. Like, he texted yeah, me right I away. Did. To, I, gentle, I, it, supportive friend. I'll tell you why Travis listened because in response to that clip, somebody was like, "If at Travis he got tagged in it, or at Katie want to come on." And Travis was like, she spoke about me. And then he definitely went to listen to it to hear what. Once you mentioned Travis, he probably stopped listening. Oh, probably. No, I, I forget. That wasn't. There was a tweet before that I saw it. Might have been Christian. I don't know who. I was, of course, I have to hear what she because I had yeah. to hear what she had to say about me. I yep. did mention you a few times. And I might say um, I was very nice about you. Travis. She's very nice. What did she say? She well, said I'm the, was... like the star of the podcast or something like that. I don't yeah, think that's true. I mean, that not not right. necessarily those exact words. Um, I did say that. So he asked me if Travis is the way that he is, and I said, "Well, <laughs> uh, are you sure he didn't ask you why Travis yeah. is the way that he is?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "Yes, he he is in fact this way." Um, 
But then they said, you know, it, it, do you do you not like Travis in real life? And I said, uh, well, tricky question. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I do actually like Travis in real life. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. you know, most people might be shocked <laughs> to, to hear this, that. but I consider myself a friend of Travis's in real life. Oh, boy. Whether or not that friendship is reciprocated on his end. Well, know. let's investigate. Was Travis uh, surprised to hear her say this? No, Christina's a nice person. Is Christina a friend? Of course. Would you <gasps> say she's a buddy or a pal? Uh, more like a sport. Whoa, that's oh, a okay. terrible downgrade. Yeah, that wait is, a minute. No, yeah, no, Chris, buddy, Chris, pal, sport. And I'm buddy, kidding. Sport I'm, is like a, a little child that you're friends with. I'm that kidding, you're like, Chris, sure, sport, we're real good buds. Christina's a friend and very helpful when I need things with work. All right, too. you too. This is mm. too sincere. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Did he ask you any hard-hitting questions, Christina? Did he back you up against the wall in anything? Did he really make you have to... Are you in, Are you going to get canceled? Um, I really hope I don't get canceled. Oh, boy. Uh, really, I, the most hard-hitting question was what I disagree with you on because mm. everybody seems to think that I agree with you simply because I want to impress Look, you. I, no, no, it's just be, be because I'm right. You can't help it that I'm um, right and smart. Like... You got to start telling people, look, the lady is right and she is smart. So what do you want me to do? What I have do you to talk after she talks and she's literally always right. And so I have to just be like, okay, lady, you're right. Like, I wish that I could be different. I wish I could go a different way. But Katie Nolan is literally always correct and smart. So I like this confidence yeah, you're using today. That's, no, that was me being Christina loving me. Not <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, yeah, exactly. Me saying me. Right. Yeah, yeah, get it right. No, on top of the fact that I do agree with you always just to impress you and try to be your friend, it's also because you are always right all the time. So that's that's yeah. exactly it what it wouldn't I said. impress me. It w- if this is how you want to impress me and be my friend, I would I wouldn't That's the key to Katie is I just I'll I can respect you if you're honest with me. That's my whole thing. As I get older, I've learned that's the old lady I'm going to become. That's like tell me like it is, kid. Shoot me straight. That's me. So, you know, for anyone out there trying to impress me, that's how you do it. And then also, you know, listen when somebody tells you something. Anyway, that got too deep. Um, another thing that you did, famous Christina, is you were on a panel. Yeah, this was a really weirdly big week for me, like professionally, but the personal side of being, you know, like the things that like your personal milestones of your workplace, this was one of them. Which one of these was the big thing that you were teasing last week? Both of them. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, but what would, I, how would you rank them? Oh. Um, I don't know. I would say this is unfair. It was probably. You're laughing because you know it's unfair. Yeah, mean. Well, I would don't say, rank first them. of all, tell us what this is first because I cut you off. Then I was asked to be a guest on a podcast panel speaking to college kids. It was the Association of Women in Sports Media. Hell yeah, have, it was awesome. I love awesome. Yeah. They have like branches like of, at all these different big colleges across yeah. the country. Yeah. So they, um, Missouri's chapter, University of Missouri, they asked Shout me out the to, Missouri chapter. They're cool. Yeah. Though they were, it was a lot of fun. They asked me to be a part of their panel and it was super fun and basically just answered a bunch of questions like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do it's this good, job? <laughs> I mean, it's a question that I have every day. I'm like, how do I do this? Yep. So, uh, did they ask about me on that, that one too? No, Travis, they didn't ask about no, you at the Association of no. Women in Sports Media. And if they <laughs> did, it was a question you don't want to know the answer to. Um, so, uh, now thank you so much for sharing, Christina. And if you could just for one second, I have a question directly for Travis. Travis and I need to discuss our, our debate topic of the day is Christina getting too big for her britches? 
we're going to have to be mm. careful these next couple of weeks. I think we just just keep an eye out on her, see what mm. she's doing. Like maybe if she unfollows us, that's a key that we should pay attention ooh, for. Ooh, 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 okay. I didn't know that that was. A... She's she's on that verge, and it's. I mean, I, I did. Too, I didn't know that's what Christina, you were sorry, to... oh, Christina, sorry, sorry, sorry okay. Christina, sorry. sorry. This is the this is the famous segment, Travis and Katie's discussion of the day. So it's just ours. Mm. Okay, okay, we sorry. do this every week. I don't should know. I mute her? No, that's not necessary. I think she's an adult. Um, so I think two media appearances in one week. I think if we get to a point where it's, I mean, how many more would you need to see in a month to know that she's trying to head out? She's trying to jump to I'm the next thinking, lily I mean, pad. We still have another, like a full week of this. I'm one more in like. If she does one more in April, I think we have to sit her down and have a chat. I think she might be working like her exit strategy. And look, I want her to grow. I want her to grow and I want her to thrive. But I want her to do it, you know, from a place of spread you know, it out. Yeah, just like you don't have to go full offensive. You know, you like don't have we to get be that like, you're this Christina like, E. You don't have to like go and just start yelling at every. Just like let's let's ease you into we it. We get that you're young and like a upcoming superstar, but like let us old people like think that we're still. Yeah, like, you know, maybe take into account that like some of us have have lost a lot in this podcast in the last year and are very happy with where it is, but don't want to have to worry that they're going to get stabbed in the back again by (laughs) by forces outside of their control. I can't lose this. You're you're threatening me. And we well, wait, she's not here. She's threatening me. And uh, and I'm starting to get anxious about it. Don't worry. I'm here, Katie. Oh, Travis, I was just going to say, I'm getting anxious in my feminism. And then you're like, don't worry, I'm here. And I'm like, oh God, I'm going to the wrong side. I'm not going anywhere. How are you doing? Oh, I'm back. Hi. Hi. Yeah, that segment's over. Thank you, everybody. That was uh, Travis and what did I say? Travis and Katie's discussion topic of the week. Ding, doodly do. No, that's awesome. I really am going to listen to you on this podcast and uh, I'll have notes. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to listen. I'm very proud of you and I'm very excited. I was so surprised to see it um, because I didn't know and I'm happy. I also mind effed me that I was like the fan Lebetard podcast, which I was like, is this Dan Lebetard? But it isn't. I was equally as confused until it was explained. They've got good fans. They've got good, passionate fans. And I like that. I respect that. I respect the Dan Lebetard universe. Um. Another thing that I was going to bring up before you did any of this crazy stuff, and this is, I should have had this before we had our, it doesn't matter. There is a Christina parody account. I just Wait, saw what? this. On Twitter. <laughs> what? I don't know who did it. <laughs> Me I either. don't know who did it, but I will say I got got. Uh, so it's, I, I don't remember. Their name is like Christina Van Poorly or something. It's like, you know. It's you, but it's instead of us. Well, um, it, it, mm. it, what, so what they do is they just agree with every one of my tweets. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they have Christina's uh, uh, picture. Oh, it's it's my yeah. Twitter picture. It's there. So as an idiot, um, I actually think I got got and then they changed the name to make it more obvious that it was a parody because I'm not reading my replies, clicking them, going to the profile, seeing if it's really you and then replying i'm just interacting with it like it's you if it looks like you and uh and there was a couple times that you were like yeah oh, i totally no. agree with this and i like liked it and then later when i realized it was a parody account i was like 
let me go make sure I didn't like a tweet <laughs> from this parody account. So I don't want her to think I'm liking and I'm in on the joke. I genuinely thought it was Christina agreeing with something that I said. So you have a parody account. I, yeah, I had no idea until I saw my own Twitter picture like one of my tweets. And <laughs> I thought something was happening. I was like, welcome, what is wrong with this? Welcome. Welcome. Because I still, when I interact with Katie Nolan gifts, people are like, are you just having a conversation with yourself? I'm like, do you think I run an account that tweets gifts of myself exclusively? That would be very weird. And you should be judging me on that. I wish you would have asked me the question about her stardom after this. Now, now I know I'm, that's what I realized right before yeah, is I meant to I'm, do all three and then review the evidence I'm little, with you. And I'm, I'm really worried now. Meetings. Like, also, I, like, I would be Christine, too. I'm going to need you to earmuffs here for a second. Oh, okay. Did cool. she create this account herself? Is this a burner no, account? No. So you're saying if it was a burner account, you would think it's more of a Christina problem? I think it's Christina doing it so that mm. then what she's going to do is try to she get her account verified. Profile. Whoa. That's a really convoluted line of thinking. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, for me, it was like, if other people are making a parody account, she's becoming a, you know, a character in the universe. That's, it's, it's, you know, we might lose her. I'm growing up so fast. Sports growing up so fast. I'm worried right now. Sport. <laughs> Is that you sport? <laughs> sport. Uh, so yeah, big week for Christina. Apparently happy for you. Thank you. It was Travis, fun. did you have a I, big, I big it. week it weekend? Fun. Did you have a big, anything big in your life? No, like I saw her putting all these things in friendly banter. And I'm like, I, uh, I did nothing this weekend. Mm. I took I, Saturday and Sunday. I might've had the best ever back-to-back naps I've ever had in my life. Oh, I love oh, a good love nap that. run. Saturday was, it was amazing. What? Give me the, give me the adjectives. Give me the reasons that it was amazing. Well, I was watching an old season of Survivor. Perfect. And I just, you know, it was uh, a nice day out. So the windows open, Ooh. blanket just sprout out on the couch. And I could just feel like my eyes closed. And so like, I got in that, like the perfect nap position and just Ooh. fell asleep and then woke up and Survivor still going on. It was just like, how long perfect. was it for? I don't know. I beautiful. forget. Like, that's yeah, really beautiful. That's really the best. Profound. And speaking of naps, um, I was looking to go for three for three. Oh. And then I got a text today. What? Uh, asking if we could start at 3.30. That would have given you more time to nap. Nope. The phone woke me up. Oh, Travis, that's, I mean, Travis, here's why the, I'm upset, okay? Because normally, I bad Katie would just be late, and I've realized that that's very bad, and that it's mean, and that I don't mean to be mean. I'm just like, I need a few more minutes. And so then I'm like, you know what? Let me just text them and say, I think that it would be better for me if we could do 3.30 and I don't have my usual heart out at five. So like, would that be okay? Thought I was doing the right thing. You were. And now you're telling me I shouldn't have texted you. you, It was just, you were unlucky. I'm not going to blame you completely. Because you were doing doing the right thing. Yeah, I I jinxed your no hitter is what I did there. Your intentions were there. And so that set you, that you just... Had you just so I'd, I'd, started to go to sleep? Or you I was already... in that like, um, let's see when you got it. Because I, I, I set like an alarm for it. I want to say it was at 2.30. You sent the text at, where is it? At 2.13, 2.12. Yeah, yeah, I still had 30 minutes left in the nap. Oh, I was boy. Like, how I was long like are you napping for in the middle of the day? Because I was up early working. No, no, I'm saying how long are you napping for? How long are your naps? Um, 
I like the like the thirty to forty five minute range. Usually, is kind of it depends. A lot of a I lot of times, either. I don't set an alarm. I just oh God, my God, I can't, I can't do I that. Can't do that. Well, yeah, I, know. I think we have this in common. I don't know if it's a woman thing or if it's just that we both have the same type of sleep cycle. But I can't I, do that. I nap no, I usually where I know that I don't have anything on the back end. Wow, our podcast so that, takes offense to that. Huh? Because you were taking a nap before this podcast. <laughs> no, that's why I set an alarm. Oh, okay, got it. I oh, usually okay. don't set an alarm because your I don't ideal have nap is like I got nothing else going, so let me yeah. sleep and see how long my body wants to sleep for. Mm-hmm. Problem see, for me is that once I fall asleep, because it's so hard for me to do, my body's like, I will do this forever. So oh, that's the yes. thing. I can fall asleep for a nap very quickly, like that. I know. So can time Dan. for bed, and I'm solving the world's issues. Oh, uh, see, Dan is a all-around fast sleeper. It's um. It's weird. I'm trying to find the word to describe the emotion that it invokes in me. It's I, I get jealous. I'm so oh, angry. Yeah. We'll be jealousy. sitting on the couch in the middle of like being very funny, joking about a movie. And then a, a scene will occur and I'll make another joke and he won't answer. And I'm like, well, I guess that wasn't funny. And then I'll make another joke. And I'm like, all right, that's slapped. What's going on? And I'll look over and he's passed out. And just in the span of three minutes has gone from wide awake to fast asleep. But he wakes up very quickly short he like sleeps in 20 minute spurts all night long interesting sleep wake up flop around sleep wake up flop around but he's really good at naps because he's like let me just go do one sleep cycle of 20 (laughs) minutes and i i would love the way that i nap my version of a nap is like i lay down and scroll through something mindlessly but i'm not i can't nap nap in during the day but i count it because like if you need something from me i'm i'm indisposed i'm like do you nap on the couch or on your bed in your bed well it's different because um I've, we've got two people in here now and so he i usually spend most of my time like when i'm doing work or when i'm having like alone time my room's the bedroom and he uses the living room he likes to nap on the couch i'm see i only nap on the couch mm. i'll do both I'll, but i live uh, alone what's today monday yesterday sunday i took a three-hour nap and it was, it was in my bed that's, that's a that's not a, a nap yeah, yeah that's a no that's a that's a nap to me that my naps are minimum one hour wow i feel I like just, i, I have to i don't know the, why if i'm setting an alarm i have to set it for an hour from when i lay down because it's going to take me at least 30 minutes to fall asleep the only time i can yeah. really is if i'm coming off of an all-nighter or a night where i didn't sleep like i barely slept then like a couple it'll start to catch up to me and i'm like let me just i'm so tired that if i close my eyes it might happen kind of quickly But if I try to nap, I used to try to nap before I would go out at night. And I was like, I'd wake up after an hour and be like, yeah, what if I stayed in and kept doing this? Yeah, I can't nap before I have anything of importance to do because I always wake up super sweaty. I look a mess. I don't know why. I don't know what my body did in that hour to three hour time span. And I don't know what time it is, what year it is, where I am. I'm always yeah, I don't wake rebound. Up and I'm delusional. No, I don't rebound I well. I don't like rebound well from sleep. I also can't do the boot and rally. I can't like puke and then go. Oh, no. oh my I, God, I'm a no. professional puke. Once and rally. I puke, my so body's my like, boyfriend. we're going to do this every hour on the hour for the rest of yep. the foreseeable time. My boyfriend has an uncanny ability to just go, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick in the middle of a party. Comes back and goes, yeah, I just puked. I'm fine. I'm like, what? I like, I like your you boyfriend. You did what? I also just want to say once we hit our 30s, that's got to be something I think we all just for the sake of our bodies stop doing nope. as much. I you did can't it. lean on that crutch <laughs> of like, let me drink so excessively that the party's not over. I'm going to puke it up and then mm-hmm. keep 
drink. I think just, and I don't, that's no judgment. That's just me as our collective mom and dad, including of myself. So like, I don't think we need to be, uh, that's a skill that gets you through your twenties. I did it in December. Nope. Travis. Why? I, I don't know how you do that. When Were you I in quarantine? Up- Were you alone throwing up so you could keep drinking? <laughs> no, I was I was down in Asheville, North Carolina at a house. Uh, but like because it just cleanses your body and so like you're good to go. It cleanses your body. It does not cleanse your body. All that all that stuff is in there. Now it's out and so okay. like, and then what do you do? And then what do you do? You put more stuff in. Yeah. Yes. That's and then the it rally just part. stays down. Like, oh, I really cleanse my body. Travis is over here talking about throwing, forcing yourself to puke so you can keep drinking. As oh, a- I don't know. I never like force. I just, if I feel it coming, just let it go. Oh my God. That's definitely not <laughs> that's me. Even- Once I feel it coming, <laughs> I'm like, I have to head out because this happens. This is going to keep happening. No, when I get that feeling, it's I need to be alone in the bathroom yeah. of my home. Usually where no one is near on me. the floor of it where it's nice and cold. And yep, I don't absolutely. Because when, when I throw up, it is a full body experience. <laughs> I'm crying. I am screaming. I It is just not fun for anybody. Hangovers if I attempted in my 30s, that at a party, oh, oh my, my God. God. Hangovers in my 30s were like I would throw up and then I would get so cold. So I would go to the bed and curl up under the blankets to try to get warm. And then I would try to fall asleep, but I wouldn't be able to. And then right as I was about to fall asleep, I would get really hot. And then I would just be like, oh, it's coming. And then I would run to the bathroom, <laughs> throw up and sweat. And then I would be dripping sweat. And then I'm cold again and I'm wet. And that's repeat, repeat, repeat. I would crawl back Sounds out of the bed miserable. to get warm. It was awful. And I'm like, hey, I bet this is super bad for my body that I already don't take very good care like of. When I was in college, <laughs> I'd just be like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go throw up. I could just feel it coming. Go throw up. That's Come. insanity. My get, a wa- get a water in you thing. to just rinse yeah, your just mouth out. Yeah, get a water then... in you. What? Yeah. Travis. I'm like, that's insane. Speaking of which, because accountability is important to me, I just need to say, I have no idea where my water bottle is right now. <laughs> Oh, mine's right here. I'm trying to drink. I haven't filled it in like two days. I did it. I stuck with it for like three days. I actually think it might be too small, the one that I'm using. It's it's too it's not enough water. So it's like I could drink it Uh, all in one sitting, and then I'm like, well, now I have to go fill it up again. Yeah, that it's annoying. And I think I I I just need a bigger one. We need to get you one that's like you fill it up once for the day. That's gigantic. Yeah, I actually think you know what? Dan went back to his apartment that he hasn't been to in forever and found that the bag from when I got home from the Sloan conference, which was right before the <laughs> pandemic shutdown happened. It was like the weekend before it absolutely should have been canceled, but it wasn't. And I went back to Dan's and dropped off all my stuff. And one of them was like the promotional bag. So anyway, when he went back, he brought it with him and he, I, he, I just opened it the other day and there's like, first of all, Bose headphones in there that I was like, sick. Ooh. These have just been sitting in a different house. Dope. And then, uh, and then there was a huge water thing. That I was like, oh, well, there you go. Be my so we need to get you like a hundred ounce, like. I think I have it. You fill it up once and you drink it for the day and you're good. Yeah. Well, so PG, who was, I don't know if you guys know Pat Gunther. He was, he used to be a producer on uh, Always Late. He got one that was so big that I was like, Pat, this is, you're not going to drink that in a day and you need two hands to lift it to your face. So I just feel like it's not the best. It just looked like he was drinking out of a, one of those like Poland Springs things you flip upside down and use in your. Mm. Yeah, that's setting with. myself up for failure. I know I'm yeah, not. I'm, it's like that. I don't want to carry the ocean around with me. I need like a reasonable goal. So it can't be too big. I think we're going to try this new one and and I'll see. But I know accountability. That'll, that'll go I, haven't, well. I haven't done it. Like I said, I was going to. So I just wanted to own up to that. 
Um, I appreciate your honesty. Also, I looked through the uh, sponsors today and I, I assumed I was going to see somebody because they sent me something, but they're not in here. So I can't name the company, but um, a flower company that I assume will be the future uh, sponsor of this podcast. Otherwise, I don't know why I received flowers. Sent me flowers this weekend, which was That's super nice. nice. It was two dozen roses. They're beautiful. Uh, all different colors. I think they're, they're from like Christina sh- and I. Sherbert roses. It didn't, the card specifically Did they not? Said. Did they not? The card, the card? specific, the, my issue I'm <laughs> about to get to include our, was specifically our outlined on the card. <laughs> so I opened it. I'm like, this is so beautiful. That's so nice to just send me flowers for no reason. And then I opened the card and it was like, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Myrtle. Way to happy go. Mother's Day from Myrtle, Flower Company. And I was like, first thought was, and I said this out loud because Dan was there while I was opening them. I'm like, okay, so first of all, if you sending flowers for Mother's Day is super, super kind. I would love you to give me the ability to send them to my mom because I'm going to have to do that. And now I have a bunch of flowers that I don't deserve or need. And I can't resend these, can't pack these back up and ship them off to my mom. Was there not a paw print on the card? It's not how flowers work. There was not a paw print. It said love flower company. And I just wanted to also say it's a real risky move sending a 34-year-old woman Mother's Day flowers and hoping she'll be happy about it. It's a risky move. I'm not saying that it devastated me. It's also, I should mention, not why I said I had a terrible weekend. This was actually one of the minor highlights. But I was like, that is a bold move, flower company. Happy Mother's Day, woman. Some of us don't have kids. Speaking of Mother's Day. For all the childless out there. When is Mother's Day? I think it's, well, that was the second thought was like, uh-oh. But I no, think it's no. in May. My mom's okay. birthday is May 9th, soon. and it's usually right around that. So I've got like a, I've got, got a little a bit. Okay. Yeah, my mom's birthday is this coming Friday, and it's usually like a week or two after that. You know, there are certain flower companies, I don't know if it's the one that sent this to me, that allow you to like put in days that you like to send flowers, and then I think it might automatically do it for you. Oh, now that's smart. Worth considering. And if that's not true, then a free idea. Somebody that is a flower company should take that idea. <laughs> like, let me schedule flowers for Mother's Day for the next five years. I always forget those days. You do? That's well, not great. Then again, I, then again, I don't even know when my parents' birthdays are either. So I, my dad's, a, I always mess thing. up. I think my dad's is August 12th, but it might be August 13th. What messed me up was in high school, I had a boyfriend whose birthday was the day after or the day before. And so now I don't know which one's which. I can tell you. Out of like all my friends and family, I think I can tell you like three birthdays. Oh, friends and then extended family. No yeah, shot. like I all of them. No, I'm Dan's, saying like combined. I can Dan's give you like birthday three. is in June. It's either June I'll or check, July. Check Wikipedia for you. And I, I don't know the, the date of my boyfriends, but I know it's oh, so hi. bad. It's oh, so no. bad. You know why it's so bad? <laughs> Look at Christina. She's freaking out that he heard her. You know what's it's the fourth, right? <laughs> I love you. Yeah, it's the fourth. That's why you gotta whisper. Yeah, um, he the worst, the, right the worst it. part is that Dan is is god tier at remembering dates. So oh, like, so is he. He like surprised me with a gift while he was away on our anniversary, and I was like, I don't even know what was that. Uh, June twenty fourth, the internet says. <laughs> June twenty fourth is what I said. June twenty fourth is what I said. Yeah, June 20- June yeah, 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 yeah. What can, what does the internet say? My dad's. In? <laughs> <laughs> Also just realized my parents' uh, 40, 40th wedding anniversary is next month. 
Oh, that Woo-hoo! is something I for sure don't keep oh, track of. Crazy. I remember it because it's a number we used a lot in our family, but like mm. it's crazy. It's the pass code to the garage. They've been. <laughs> oh, it is a pass to the garage. <laughs> Holy. Sh- um, but <laughs> damn, Travis, I got exposed. Well, I'll have to tell him to change that. Um, either way, it's their 40th wedding anniversary. And that really freaked me out that I was just like, damn, imagine being with a person for 40 years. It's a long time. It also freaked me out because I threw them a surprise 30th anniversary party. And that means that was 10 years ago. Your math is correct. Oh, the easy round numbers I can do. Anyway, uh, this was friendly banter. Uh, Travis, Chip, anything you, anything that you, I feel like I've taken your platform from you. Anything that somebody did that was a minor annoyance that you want to rant about for five minutes? I don't know if I have a complaint that I complained this weekend. Uh, Lauren at uh, got my cut my hair again and was amazing. She's three for three now. I apologize for not noticing. Um, It's okay. My hair always looks perfect. So I get why you wouldn't notice when it's. Do you go to (laughs) Jesus? Do you go to one of those uh, haircut places where they dress the women like cheerleaders or sexy refs for no reason? They're not good there. I just don't understand that market. I mean, I understand them. I go to super cuts. Why do we? Oh, see, Supercuts is OG. I used to go to Supercuts. And the only reason I don't now is because I genuinely don't cut my hair. And the person, she's always working on Saturday mornings, which is perfect. Yeah, morning. Go in there, get it, in the, get it done in the morning, come home. That shower after getting your hair cut is Do you is shower the best. before and shower after? It depends if I showered, like, if, like, I showered, like, let's say Friday night or sometime, then no. But I had, like, if I didn't Friday night, then it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go in there with some greasy hair. Go ahead, Christina. Seeing as though I am not a male, okay. When good you start. go in to get your haircut, do, they don't shampoo your hair, do they? I was going to ask nope. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that's standard procedure. For I mean, it truly is the women. best part. I mean, that's why I, when you ask Travis if he showers, I don't shower before yeah, I, don't I get my hair done. They actually tell they you not to. Me. Yeah, they do it for me. Yeah. So I mean, I have gone into, um, sport cuts. I think is what it was. They have, they've done it there. I, knew I, know, it. I know they do it there, but I have never had a person that I was like happy with afterwards. Do they give you two flags, two challenge flags? And if they do something with your haircut, you can like throw it and be like, I don't like that. Cause that would no, be helpful. They, they didn't, that but they should. I never speak up for, and neither does Christina, we know no. from the, from evidence, but I'd never speak up for myself. And if I had a challenge flag, I could pull out of my sock. I would totally do that. Cause what a funny thing to do. But like my hair, it's really hard to like mm. mess up. I thought you were going to say it's really hard to do. I was like, no, I gave Dan your haircut by accident during quarantine. (laughs) I was like, it's so not by accident because it's a bad haircut. I meant it by accident. Like I meant to give it. Yeah. He wanted a lot more hair left on his head and I took most of it off. And in like two weeks, my hair, it's going to be back to like normal anyway. So it's like, you can't butcher it. That's a privilege you should unpack. And if you don't like it, you just like grab a hat here and just put a hat on and Boom, look. Look at that. And for those that are vi- audio listeners, which is everybody, Travis just grabbed a hat and put it on and then he and now he took it off. So that's what happened there. Just like to make sure they don't miss any of the action. All right. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I, I binged uh, like two seasons of Survivor in a weekend. That's what I well, did. Well, but you, you fell asleep for a big chunk. I let it play. I've seen it before. That's a fair point. Yeah, I watched a whole bunch of Datelines in 2020. Those are the dark place. You know what I did this weekend? I'll give you this. I you ever have those weekends and probably not, but you ever have those weekends where you just want to play dumb, inconsequential puzzle games on your phone? 
I do that, but instead of puzzle games on my phone, it's like stupid, like board games. Yeah, that's a better, that's probably a better version of mine. Mine mine was just staring at my phone. So I downloaded a whole bunch of games and like, you know, if you don't pay for them, they show you ads for other games while you're playing the games. (laughs) And so then I was like, oh, that one looks fun. So then I would download that free game. And then I just spent the day bouncing between terrible phone one of them is like it's a 3d it drops a whole bunch of objects and then you just have to pair them up it's like a match game but it's oh, a pile of up it's like why am i doing this but it feels so good for my brain have you ever <laughs> downloaded the one this where, mess where you're like you have to cut the fruit to get it into the blender oh no i didn't i but i played one this weekend where you have to pour you've got uh vials full of all different colored liquids and you have to like pour them and you can only pour them on top of the same color and you got to get them all so that was my weekend i put in a lot of work on that kind of stuff (laughs) one of the games i played and then i it got to the end and it started two of the games got to the end and started back over again and i was like that was your whole game that's how much game i played if you want a game that truly like there's no end. It's called Grid Block. Okay. Oh and wait, yes, is that I the have cars that. one? And I you're have just it, and you're I trying to it. fill up a row, and when you fill it up, it you know goes away. But like like Tetris. Yeah, but like you can choose where everything goes, and there's no like timer time, and so yeah, like, and like you're score, not like stressed for time. Your score and like you can stop, and it, your score stays there. So you, I mean, you could have a score of a million now it's gonna be you're gonna be playing for months to get yeah there, i but. need see i can't do that because then it feels too much like a long-term project i need it to, i need the little hits of like you did it i no. do it for the endorphins i don't do it to actually build something i do it so it can be like you're good and fine but the Next upside level is, you're good no, like, and ads. fine <laughs> oh yeah that's so when if i if i like a game enough and i'm playing it enough I'll pay the $4 and I won't get the ads. I've never done that. I did that with the 3D match. That's, that's, that must be how the other half lives. I mean, it is. Furry. It is. And I know it sounds silly. It's $4, but I'm like, you know what? I do still pause. I do still try to just use the free version. And then I'm like, okay, this is... Because some games will do after every level. And you're like, okay, this is too many ads. I well, can't play this game. The problem with the ads is... If you're like playing music on your phone, sometimes it'll turn the music oh, off. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. Or like, even though you'll I have, the, I was or you'll have the volume down, like I was off, stewing in silence. Sometimes it comes on anyways. And if you're like in normal circumstance, you could be in a room or out in public, and all of a sudden random music's being played. Mm. Yeah. Well, so that was my weekend. And you know what? That's called self-care. It's called bad for your eyes probably, but self-care because I needed to <laughs> remove myself from a very scary and emotional uh, situation. So anyway, everybody's fine. That's your mental health update, I guess. <laughs> Play video games on your phone. <laughs> uh, I've also given up on Ghost of Tsushima because I'm not good at it and I want to be good at it. So I'm going to get back into that soon. But I'm really bad at it. Well, you didn't give up on it then if you're going to get back yeah, into it. You're just you're right. put a pause on it. Thank yeah, you, Travis. Pause. You're totally right. I took a, I took a mental health break a from sabbatical. playing a video game. <laughs> just a quick little sabbatical. Uh, but I will get back into it soon. Oh, one thing I wanted to tell you guys about, I went to a Zoom wedding this weekend. That's my first Zoom wedding, even though we're now a year or whatever into a pandemic. And it was like a hybrid Zoom wedding and in-person wedding. It was Camille, producer Camille from this podcast. If you're on the Reddit or maybe probably in the Discord, I don't know what she does. I don't keep tabs on her life, but you may know Camille. Uh, She got married to Kevin and uh, other fan of the podcast, Mariah, was at the wedding in person. 
And then a bunch of us got on Zoom and watched the wedding happen, which was awesome. It was it was one of those things where it felt like, okay, I've been stuck in my house for a year and now I'm on a Zoom watching a room of people party. And I'm like, this is cool. This is so cool. Hey guys, this is so cool. <laughs> like that part of it was a bummer, but uh, she looked beautiful. The wedding looked really fun. She seemed very content and calm. Uh, uh, we got to chat with her when she sat down to eat her food and it was great to see her. So congratulations to Camille and Kevin. I think you what Travis? my invite. Well, this was the wedding that you were supposedly invited to. So it feels like maybe it's your fault that you didn't. Hmm. Did you did check you, your spam folder? Did you get dressed up? Oh, so I texted uh, Kelly um, and asked her, I was like, do, do you get dressed up for this? I thought I had to do like hair and makeup and put a dress on. She was like, no, I'm wearing a sweater. And then when I got into the Zoom, everybody was in like, people were in sweatshirts. So it was like, I didn't have to get dressed up. Wait, is most this people, mm. we watched the ceremony and then most of the people bounced. And I was like, well, I haven't gotten to talk to Camille yet. And I- yeah, that's the whole, that's what you wanted like if to she say, looks, congratulations. I, mean, I, just, I pictured a moment where she came over and looked at the Zoom and there was nobody on it. And people were like, there were people before. It's like, yeah, that's not gonna give her the same amount of joy. So I was like, let me just stick around and wait. Here. Now this was, uh, we talked about, the colors right for the wedding yes i didn't and... notice i'm gonna be honest i didn't notice a color palette i was gonna say huh. did the colors work out yeah i probably wasn't paying attention too much but um it, i didn't notice like a wow everyone Call there let is us know about the, the colors color palette like you know mariah looked cool she had she wore a gray blazer oh oh she did what she wanted so you know i don't want to start any fights i just wanted to say congratulations to camille and kevin we're very happy for you start a fight I'm not starting a fight, Travis. Stop whispering, start a fight. Um, and so congratulations to you. Today on the podcast, um, we're going to talk about UFC because I watched, uh, boy, do we have, boy, I, don't say anything because I want for people who don't know, I have a story and I want it to land exactly how it landed in real time. Um, uh, so we're going to talk about UFC. We're going to talk about Tom Brady's likability. Um, what else is in here that we're talking about? Uh, uh, the no, no hitters, no hitter from Madison Bumgarner, um, hugging, hugging at the draft, all that. We're <laughs> yeah. going to talk about all the of the Kraken, the Kraken. All right. Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I'll tell them he had a, he, they played a seven inning game. Why, why did it get rained? The double header. Got it. So they and played a seven. Go ahead. And because the rule, the rules are for double headers this year because of, Covering everything that they're seven inning. I forgot about that. I also don't know that it makes perfect sense, but it, whatever. Uh, played a seven inning game, held the Braves hitless. This was on Sunday. Uh, so there's this debate about whether or not Madison Bumgarner should get credit for that being a no hitter because he pitched a complete game and there were no hits. Uh, it's not officially going on the list of no hitters because the eight man committee of Major League Baseball, which who are these people? But they're the eight-man committee on statistical accuracy. They decided in 1991 that a no-hitter was a game of nine or more innings that ended with no hits. I, I feel like I agree with that. Because if you think about it, if you pitch seven innings without any hits and then you come out of the game, you don't get a no-hitter. Right? Yeah, We're right. Where I stand on this is if it's somewhere in their contract that you get a bonus or incentive for a no hitter, it should count I as think, a no hitter. So I think you could argue that it, that if that's the case and that's a very big, if, but if there's like an incentive specifically in his contract that gets paid something for a no hit, like a bonus, 
I think you could argue legally for the con- the purposes of that contract that he earned that, but I don't think it would go down as but, a no hitter. But even for like MLB, why not just put an asterisk seven inning game, no hitter though. It was he pitched every you know out and didn't get a hit. And what was I do think you could make an argument for an asterisk. I just think we bring up asterisks a lot. Asterisks, asterisks. Asterisks. How do you, you asterisks? Asterisks. Wow, that's gonna ruin my day. I'm not going to attempt it. We bring up those tiny little attempt stars it. a lot when it comes to records, and I just feel like the asterisk covers so many things that at some point you have to be like, "That's too much." Well, and here's another thing, and I didn't check to see if it's true, but Bamani said that if if he said it, it's true. If you if the game is called because of rain and you don't and it's still a no hitter, then you get the no hitter. No, that wouldn't that shouldn't be true. I thought I heard him say it today on highly. Well, that's enough. I mean, if only we had a way to look that up, but we don't. So, Mm. oh, we're working with all available information here. I guess I guess somebody else will have to figure that out. I'll Google it, Travis. Talk, you banter then. If I have to do the Googling, you got to do the bantering. So there's no Tina, what's your take? Nice. Really good. Yeah, great. Just, you know, deflect to me. And I, I have nothing to agree with because Katie's Googling. Um, no, I think in this situation, I think that you, I'm leaning more towards what you were saying, Travis, just because of this like unique situation, he did play the full game that was had. So technically that is the definition of a no hitter, correct? It wasn't he like played- they were like, they didn't have lights and it got dark and they're like, all right, we're calling the game. Yeah. And- like it, the game was a seven inning game. They didn't play, you know, the full game. So I think that because of that, then technically this is a no hitter because that's, that's what the game was. It was a set of it, seven inning game. Okay. So, uh, Dozens of no-hitters were redefined as notable achievements in the Elias Book of Baseball Records once that 1991 committee decided that it would have to be nine or more. So there were a bunch of people who had been awarded no-hitters that then had them essentially taken away, but they were called notable achievements. That's messed um, up. In 2006, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. on the last day of the 2006 season, uh, Devon Hansack, he was a rookie, played for Boston, threw a rain-shortened five-inning no-hitter, and it is not among the 307 games that meet the current definition. Man, 307 is low. There's only been 307. I feel like though hitters are very common. I guess like, not. I feel like it's an achieve. It's a great achievement, but in the like the ranking of great achievements, I feel like it's like at the bottom. I think the best argument for for Bumgarner's counting was made by Adam Dorowski, head of user experience for Sports Reference. He said that because Bumgarner's game reached its pre-established endpoint and no hits were allowed, it should be a no-hitter. Because I think the argument you could make then is like, why try to pitch without letting anybody hit it if you won't get any credit for that, no matter yeah, the, what? There was the no Braves, way the game was going to go nine innings. It was only going to go seven. Yeah, the Braves knew that it was only going seven innings, so it can't be like, let's just say they were, they're really upset about saying that they got no hit and they can say, well, you know, we didn't have all our attempts that we thought we were going to have. Like you knew that game was going seven innings. You didn't get a hit. 
it's a no hitter. Honestly, I think that like if you if you're watching a no hitter and it goes seven innings and then the game ends, that you should call that like a thank you, because I mean no hitters are great achievements, but watching them is not as exciting because there's no hits. Have you ever been to a no hitter before? Side. I don't think so. No. So I think you, there, it builds excitement in the sense of like, once you realize that that's what's happening, you have something to be focused on again. But for that first few innings, you're like, there's nothing happening. It's not as exciting. Very boring. Even worse on TV. Yeah. So like most things with baseball, this feels like a big, like a, an interesting discussion that ultimately, no matter which way it goes, is like it doesn't really affect much of anything. But with True. baseball, people like to act like it does, you know? It's going to ruin everything. Like, oh, my God, he deserves it. It's like, well, we all know that he threw. We're, it's not like we're not allowed to talk about it. We all know he did it. It was a good thing. There are going to be people who counted as no hitters in their head, and they're entitled to do that. I don't oh, that's know what I'm going to do. What? That's I'll what just, you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can just devote the, your platform. You can use your platform to voice this message for the rest of your life. And then in a year on the anniversary, I'm going to tweet out congrats on the one year anniversary of the no hitter, the no hitter that history forgot. That could be a whole thing, Travis, this could 10 years from now, we might be looking back at this moment as the beginning of you coming up with that book. You're going to write that New York times bestseller about the, the no hitter that no one remembered. That's a good one. It's good. I like this. You want to be my my ghostwriter? Yeah, sure. What? See, now that sounds like you want me to do the work. And then that's you exactly what he's saying on it. That's a very, uh, it's a very parody Christina account thing to do. Mm. Hmm. Maybe I'm in Who's the of real too. Christina? Will the real C- Christina please stand up? Okay. Um, we can move on from this because really it's interesting, but it's not that interesting. Another baseball story, Trevor Bauer versus Fernando Tater Jr. As Ashley has always called him because uh, <laughs> I now can't pronounce the guy's name because I always, it's Tatis, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but in my head, I hear Tatus because that's what Ashley <laughs> said. And then so now we call him Tater so as to avoid any confusion. Uh, so Tater hit a home run on Saturday and was headed to second base. And he covered one of his eyes and mocked Trevor Bauer, who was pitching, because uh, at times he's pitched with one eye closed. And then he mimicked the, you know, the walk that Conor McGregor does that Bauer also does after a big inning. And Trevor Bauer was not upset about this, which might be, you know, surprising to people because I know his uh, Twitter handle is Bauer outage, but it read perfectly like Bauer outrage. He was always mad about something. Uh, He was not mad about this. He said, quote, I like it. I think that pitchers who have that done to them and react by throwing at people or getting upset and hitting people or whatever, I think it's pretty soft. If you give up a homer, the guy should celebrate it. It's hard to hit in the big leagues, so I'm all for it. And I think it's important that the game moves in that direction. And we stopped throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field. Um, I'm going to say just in this bubble of this exact moment of that quote in this very specific instance, I agree with Trevor Bauer. Don't cut that and use that out of context. <laughs> in this moment, uh, I think he has a point. I think that there's a lot of stuff in baseball that we all get really bothered by where there's like a guy flips his bat and then he, they throw at his head and next time he's up. And it's like the celebrating, the unwritten rules. I think everybody's sick of the unwritten rules. I also think while trying to rectify the fact that, or reconcile the fact that Trevor Bauer was saying something and I was agreeing with it. I was trying to like square that circle. And uh, 
I think it's because Trevor Bauer loves the conflict of it. Like, I think that's what he likes when it's like, I can tease you when I strike you out and you can tease me when you hit a home run off of me. I don't think he has the speed where it's like, what if nobody teased anybody about, and what if we were all just instead kind? But that's, um, that's boring. If you like, if you're not sure it's a sport. in sports, sure in sports, but I think Trevor Bauer uh, on the internet keeps that same energy where he's like I'll come at you and you come at me and I'll come at you and you come at me that's how it works and it's like well sometimes but other times you can just stop coming at people and you can just like chill but in the, like I said in this instance it were it's it works like if baseball wants to stay relevant and have people watch like they need to embrace this but there's yeah. too many get off my lawn people that don't want to have well, but fun. When you think about it, sometimes these uh these petty beefs of people being like, "You were mean after you hit my pitch and it went out of the park." Sometimes those moments and the retaliations lead to like bench clearing brawls, and I would say that yes. those are those are fun. But how many that, times that do we actually see a brawl? Oh, Travis, not sound so disappointed, but I would say they. If you're happen. gonna if you're gonna leave the bench, let's fight. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like if the bench is clearing and you're not throwing a punch, then what are we doing? Yeah, why'd you get up? Exchanging pleasantries? Just, yeah, then like, you're just running out to see it. Then you just want to be closer to it. And then the bullpens are always like, everything's already been de-escalated by the time they get there. Yeah, it's too far away. It's just too far. I think I would assess the situation and be like, that looks like it's going to burn fast and quick. I'm not they need to make it. a rule for the bullpens. But like, you guys just meet in the outfield and you fight each other. I also feel like you shouldn't be engaging with that if you're in the bullpen. You need to be ready to go. If somebody gets hurt in the bench clearing brawl. I just want to see a, sep- a second fight. Yeah. You guys have to have your own fight. <laughs> yeah. You can't just join be, the big fight. You have it'd a separate, be easier you're for the, the undercard. to meet in the yeah. outfield. It's also, yeah, it's easier for the people in the outfield to see the fight because usually yeah. the fight's happening around home plate. So let the people in the outfield. That's a great, I'm, a, I'm on board with that. If a, the next time bench is clear for a brawl, I want the bullpens to fight each other in the outfield. <laughs> it's not fair that they don't get to see it. Are all yeah. bullpens out there or are some of them in other stadiums in different places? Sometimes they're on the sides. It just depends where they're at nowadays. Meet wherever you're at, but you're only allowed to fight the other bullpen. And that's yes. a law. That's law. We just pass that into sports law. So let's root for that next time. Um, the fight spilled over into social media. Is that interesting? I didn't click on it. It was just uh, supposedly this person posted a video and said that Tatis was um he stole a sign from the catcher before he hit the home run and bauer tweeted like all you have to do is just ask me you know daddy will tell you what it is or whatever and then, oh god and then, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh i wish we didn't die and then tatis oh. then like photoshopped a baby with like holding a baby and then put bauer's face on it <laughs> like it was just fun like yeah you could have done without the whole daddy part um yeah so what yeah, i learned today what i learned today is i'm uncomfortable with trevor bauer referring to himself as daddy and i'm equally if not more uncomfortable with travis saying daddy absolutely uh, both of those things just left me in a position where i'm ready to wrap this whole podcast up we could just stop here. right now i'm good with it you have two more reads we can't oh daddy yikes well <sighs> um Commissioner Goodell, here's another story. Um, He's fully vaccinated. I know you guys were worried. I know you were like, did he get that second one? I got to make sure my commissioner is good. But he is. I want to know if he's Team Moderna or Team Pfizer, though. 
yeah, I don't know. He's probably Johnson and Johnson. Uh, he, um, he rest easy. What I'm saying is you can sleep tonight because your commissioner is fully vaccinated and he definitely needed to be. So I'm really glad. And I know that I feel weight off my shoulders. Uh, the NFL has announced that players will be allowed to hug him when they get picked. Uh, Roger Goodell seems to really love this part. I remember last year he was like really bummed out that they weren't going to be able to do it. And I remember that they had tried to come up with, did they end up doing this or did they bail on the idea? Cause everybody made fun of it. He was like, I want to have a unique handshake moment with all of the draft picks. It was like going to be like a digital. I remember they were thinking I think again, they I backed out on it. I don't remember, but I feel like they were going to do Madden uh, like recreations of the player and have like a Madden Goodell and they would like do it. <laughs> I really hope they did. I remember discussing and make fun of, making fun of it. I don't remember if it, I don't think it happened, but it was, it just seemed like he was like, man, a global pandemic. And the, my biggest issue was like, <laughs> how am I going to dap up these draft picks? Which is just like, I think if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in Roger Goodell's life, why don't you give him a hug? Give, well, him, give him a hug more. I think so the now- guy wants hugs. Because he he's obsessed with him so much, I kind of want every prospect that is there to walk up. I thought the and, same thing. And just give him a handshake. like a night. I want a- them to, I want all the draft picks to collude. I want them to get together and make a plan. Like a, the way you would prank a friend. Because nobody really pranks Goodell. And I think it would be a good test of, uh, of his character. Everybody get together. It's like when... Um, what is the moment in sports where somebody does something and nobody reacts and then they all freak out at the same time? Is that in basketball or is that in baseball when they hit a home run and they come home and nobody's there? Oh, like they leave the dugout or like you'll see in basketball locker rooms, they'll leave like when the coach is coming in. Yeah. It's like at this moment where it's like, Oh my God, I thought I did a good thing. And you start to feel bad about yourself. And then someone's like, ah, just kidding. We love you. I think all of them should deny, refuse to hug him. In however they want to so if he goes in to hug them and they're just like no or if he goes in to hug them and they instead like shake his hand uh, in a to a point where i want us to have noticed it by like the eighth pick of like oh my god i think they're doing it and then <laughs> the last guy can like hug him and everybody can laugh or something but i think it would be so funny now i really want this to happen because i'm envisioning in my head these guys coming in for like a handshake and he goes in for a hug and they're like oh oh no and then it's awkward and then right. he's awkward right. I really want to see I, this I do think you know how um when some people are so uh just like blocked with their person like they're they're toxic in a way this isn't Roger Goodell I'm going to make a point they can't like drugs don't affect them because they're not letting it in I really think Roger Goodell doesn't let that embarrassment hit him I don't feel like he ever feels like oh this is awkward and uncomfortable I would love to see how he handles it. I would love to see how he handles it. If all these kids were just like, nah. If they give him the elbow dap, that the COVID dap. Yeah. Or they but, like wave at him from afar to indicate that they're not going to get any closer to him. Can you imagine they walk up and just wave? I would just have oh. such a, it would be such, the, one of the things that has started to become a spectacle of the draft. Well, it won't be now because of COVID, but it was like, um, they would have, you know, those guys who'd be on remote and they would have the, the Sasquatch from that that beef jerky was waiting with them. It's like Jack Slings. 
yeah, they do all these like little things that are like, oh, this guy wore this or this guy was with that Sasquatch when he got drafted. It's like, I would love the spectacle to be like how they went about avoiding the hug. I want to be able to break down that tape on the podcast, the next podcast we do, where it's like this guy out of this school chose to do this. This guy out of this school went for this. It's like a fun moment where they can show us their personality while also pranking Roger Goodell in a way that seems like it might really affect him. I would say if they're going to do this, everybody needs to do like some, something unique to them to avoid this hug. Yeah. Like some, I don't know, something like, you know, when you go to like handshake somebody and you do like the snail or like you do like the, I don't know, like you uh, like palm them. Or like yeah. you, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking you, about? You made a fist as you said, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I meant? Well, the listeners don't, but you know what I meant? So, um, just yeah, find a creative way. Fun. Let your personality shine through the way in which you deny showing yeah. love and affection to Roger Goodell. That is the, <laughs> that's the pitch draft. Yeah, pitch. yeah. 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 Somebody send this to Trevor Lawrence. He won't be there. Somebody send this to Trey Lance. Um, he'll probably be there. Here's nice. the thing. It can be very difficult in reading how someone is, want you they want you want to dap them up and you like handshake with a half hug handshake you're going to release and go a full hug because if you because i've had the instance where you go with the dap (laughs) and you're expecting like the half hug with you're still holding the hand as you put an arm around the shoulder and the other person went like like, (laughs) yeah it's very awkward it's awkward I think there's, you, so, uh, there's so many daps out there. You have to read the wrist angle. So I genuinely think, yeah, that's what Jacoby told me. He's like, just read, the, just look at the wrist. I was like, okay, I'm still going to mess this up. Uh, but it, it, I think that this, I could just be making this up in the fantasy world that is my mind. But I do think before COVID happened, there was a story about how Roger Goodell prepares for that moment of like how he's learned all the different ways in which you can dap somebody study? up. Yeah, I really think that it's like very important to him to study how humans show affection and friendship to one another so that he can properly mimic it on the world's biggest, on the sport's biggest stage. Uh, but it's, you're right. It is a complicated moment. That's why I think if everybody just Katie, you have in, like, you have two days to get on Twitter to and get p- this message out and there to teach yeah. the, the prospects how yeah. to shun Not him. hug. Yes. How to, how to uh, deny love. Oh, yes. Man. I mean, that is my, magnum opus i think you can do it yeah hey guys here's how to not let love in in two days at the draft (laughs) i just think you know he sounds and i don't people are saying this i'm not saying this but he sounds like he thinks he's entitled to these hugs and you know i i don't know i think he's got to earn them and so i think we withhold hugs from roger goodell for a year let's try it for a year and see what happens handshakes we're still gonna boo him right elbow daps are there people are people going to the draft I don't know what the attendance is, the protocols and all that is. I mean, there's only going to be 13 prospects there, so there can't be that many other people, right? But, uh, but how know. many fans? I don't know the fans set up. I'm, I was going to say it would be almost weird to have 13 people in a room and no fans. I, I said you before I didn't. This. I said before, I know, still could be. Uh, I said before about mm-hmm. the Oscars um, that I didn't watch it. I turned it on last night because I realized it was happening way too late i'm I'm very bad at knowing when these things are on i never know every time there's an award show i'm like oh that's tonight i bet there are people out there who are like two weeks till the golden globes i just don't it doesn't hit my radar until the day it's happening so anyway i we dan and i were watching the challenge and then i 
came into my room to play games on my phone and I put on the Oscars. It was right when Zendaya, who my God, I she is everything to me. She's she can so do no wrong. beautiful and she's so smart. What does she, she do? Wears dresses. What does she do? Yeah, like. So she, I think, got her start on Disney Channel, actually. She's an actress. She was in Euphoria on HBO, uh, which is a, a real stressful show to watch, but is very good. She's very good. She's an actress. That's what she does. And I think she's a musician, too. I have no idea. She had a song in Euphoria that was really good. I never watched, like, the Oscar or anything. About <coughs> died there. Yeah. Because. Oh, there we go. I, like, I don't watch any of those movies. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Uh, I, anyway, so I turned it on and she was on. She's great. And then, so I think that was when they were about to do um, best act or no, best picture. They were doing the music ones and then they were about to do best picture. So I turned it on for a little bit. I caught a little bit of the show. There was a moment where Lil Rel was walking around doing like trivia uh, with Questlove was like the DJ. Questlove would play a song and then he would, Lil Rel would walk over to somebody and be like, was this nominated? Did it win or neither? And uh, had a, it, I mean this as like, it was a very fun moment, but I hadn't watched the rest of the broadcast. So watching him walk around this room that was just famous people and not that many people, it felt like a cruise ship. I was like, I feel like I'm watching a cruise ship of celebrities where a guy's walking around like, how are we doing tonight? This next song, who can I go to? Hello, Glenn Close. Was this next song, did it win an Oscar? Was it nominated for an Oscar? And it was like a very fun moment. Glenn Close did the butt, which is uh, no kid's going to understand what that means, but it's a dance from a song. From a... Either way, that's what I pictured when I pictured the draft having 13 prospects and nobody else. It just feels like a very different room like imagine the draft be normally it's in these big places if it's in a big place like that with 13 people only it's gonna be pretty weird yeah the last time the draft was held before covid was in nashville and it took over the entire town oh yeah and those oh, girls yeah. had to cancel their bachelorette party or whatever it sucks to suck they were very upset about it they were very upset i actually saw them in a headline today and i was like why are we talking about them and then i remembered that it's draft week so okay, don't hug uh don't hug the commissioner. Okay, so the Seattle Kraken has been sued. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what we all wanted when we heard Seattle was going to announce their team name and they announced it and they're the Kraken, this mythical sea beast that can't be stopped unless you're litigious, in which case you can take that octopod to court. Um so they were opening the Kraken Bar and Grill at the practice facility. It was like a plan, but then they got sued because three and a half miles away, there was already a bar called the Kraken Bar and Lounge, and mm. they sued the team for three and a half million dollars wow, since the lawsuit, okay. the team has announced they will go with another name. I assume they mean for the bar, not for the team, because that would be big. What'd you say? I said, I assume that they mean they're going to go with another name for the bar but they're, they're going to keep it as the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be a huge yeah, change to be like, we got to change our yeah. whole team name. So, We're going to be the my, walruses now. So the owner of the Kraken Bar and Lounge, quote, you feel like you belong there right away. Like every, well, every bar So it's like where everybody that. knows your name and yes. they're always glad you came. It's like, like, come on, dude. It's 
It's a part neighborhood dive, part punk venue. I'm ev- again, everybody <laughs> says these things. It's like, I'm a, di- we're a dive, but we're classy. We've got, you know, we're a dive, but our bathrooms aren't scary. It's like, then you're not a dive. Dives just have very scary bathrooms. But apparently like people are calling like, do you have tickets? And just bombarding them with Seattle Kraken questions. How long have they been called the Kraken Bar and Lounge? I don't know if that because it'd be brilliant if it was within the last year, but I doubt that it was. Nobody's opening a bar and lounge over the last. Oh yeah, the uh, bar considers itself one of the last bastions of the city's gritty local music scene. Of course. Oh. I don't know how long. I mean, that's that's where grunge lives. Apparently, last the last bastion of grunge. Um, I mean, it's. But didn't you do your homework, Seattle Kraken? Yeah, I feel like it's weird that you would name a team that. Also, how have we not heard about this bar and lounge before? Because once they announced that team name, they must have been like, yes. Because you couldn't do that now. I don't think you could name a team. You couldn't open a bar in Boston and call it like the Bruins bar. People would be like, well, you're not associated with the team. So I don't think you can do that. But they got in. The lounge, the Kraken bar and lounge is three and a half miles away. It's not like it's so far away to where that you know if you just did a quick google it would have shown you that this bar and lounge is so close to where you are playing but the problem being that people everything searching up for the you know, the kraken bar is going to the seattle kraken's bar and not theirs no i know that's why i'm saying is the seattle kraken who have named their their practice facility is that what that is no the, the bar there at, it was gonna, the pra- gonna oh okay like- yeah that makes more sense uh the, when you're coming up with the, the name of this wouldn't you have just done a quick google to make sure nobody no. in the area also has the not. same name i will also say bar and grill is very different from a bar and lounge that that ampersand is not you know the word after it was deemed so important it needed to be included if it was the kraken bar and then they named something the kraken bar and grill you'd have a point but you which are the would Kraken you, Bar and Lounge. Just off the name itself, knowing nothing, which one would you go to? Bar and Grill. Bar and Grill, because that implies that you also have food and I want food. And it and implies drinks. that you don't might maybe have hookah. Yes. Anything that's got a lounge in it, I'm like, that could be a place I don't it want. It could be, be very sketchy. That could have couches for seating. And I just yeah. don't, I would yeah, like to sit not about and, that. and drink. I don't need, and it might not, but it also could mean that there's like a DJ starting at seven and you can't have a conversation. <laughs> I'm going to the Bar and Grill. It, the the yeah. bar and lounge sounds like it, it's it should be located within a hotel maybe. Yeah, like yes. I like to lounge, but you'll never, you won't usually see me at a lounge. I'm not a, lounges are not made for me. They are they do not cater to my needs. Whereas a grill, a bar and grill usually does. Now there are some ironically named lounges that call themselves a lounge because they're clearly a dive bar. That's different, and maybe this is maybe this is that. I, I'm not familiar with it, but if we're go, you said just based off the name. Bar and lounge or bar and grill. I'm rarely ever picking lounge. Yeah, very lounge rarely. environment to me is like that bar bounce in New York City. It's like uh, it's a bunch of people in button down shirts doing Jaeger bombs, and I'm like, I don't need this. I can't do Jaeger anymore. I don't need this. I don't need this today. <laughs> I like how you put anymore. <laughs> I can't well, do Jaeger. When anymore. I was younger, I could, but it's motor oil. It's just 
It was oh, always motor delicious. oil. It was, yeah, delicious. you're right. It's it was never licorice. good, but it was like when you're licorice younger, water. you're like. It's delicious. What are you guys talking about? Ugh, Cold Jaeger is delicious. When's the last time you had? No Jager. Well, I have a bunch of it in my freezer. I can actually no, go grab it and not what it I back asked. to you. Uh, I don't drink that much anymore. So, so I don't go really do a shot drink. right now. It would be very weird to live with a guy who doesn't drink and just sit down and do shots of Jaeger <laughs> while we watch the challenge. <laughs> He'd be like, do you have a problem? And I'd have to be like, probably because uh, you can't just sip. That's the thing. Like Jaeger gave me a bunch of Jaeger to be like, thank you so much for, I don't even remember what I did. Uh, and I'm like, well, thank you. But there's no practical purpose for me anymore. Well, so Christine and I do drink. So you can go, go you can go get one right now. <sighs> I'm kidding. No, it's fine. No, no, you're. <laughs> it's five o'clock. I'll be right back. Make small talk. Make this, make an interesting Woo! podcast amongst yourselves. I did not expect this. This is awesome. I can't do it's too thick for me. It's, it's motor oil. See, well, first of all, it's always been motor oil and it's always been gross. Um, the fact that I am dating someone whose family is 100% Irish, um, they do a lot of Jaeger and a lot of Jameson. Very gross. You just, I'm trying to think of like, Jaeger says I'm underage and I'm drinking. It's just there because with okay, is there anything that you can mix with it that makes it taste somewhat decent, or do you just always yeah you do a Jaeger bomb? Well, yeah, but no, that's you're that's still a shot, right? Like that's not that's not a full drink. You're not drinking a Jaeger bomb. You're you're chugging it. You're, oh, oh, you're saying no, you, but I'm not a liar. You're saying that you do. You're asking, is there a drink that you yeah? Would like, have? is there a drink that you would put Jaeger into and then sip it and enjoy there used it? To, there was a shot, and it's still a shot, but there was a shot called a sexy crocodile. I think I'm messing that up. I'll search it you not would, on my phone. I'm on you my work would computer. Sink Shamboard. It was a, it was a delicious shot that was so hard to make because it was so many steps. You would start by putting Shamboard, which is that raspberry liqueur, in the bottom of a shot glass. Then mm. you would mix Midori, which is like melon flavored liqueur, and I want to say sour mix. You would shake that up. Hold on. Yeah, that's is that it? That sex with an alligator. I think we called it a sexual alligator. Then you would pour that on top of the Shamboard, so it's the red on the bottom, the green in the middle, and then you would okay. float on top of it Jaeger. So then it would be like black on top uh, it was okay. delicious but it's i mean i guess you could it's probably make shot. that like a drink but it is still a shot yeah that's what i'm saying is there is there ever a situation where you're mixing jaeger into a drink that you're enjoying versus anytime i've ever had jaeger has well always since been this a quick isn't shot an ad for jaeger i feel like i can just say no i don't think there so, are adult drinks. <laughs> at first i typed in my phone sexy crocodile nice is that what i said uh -huh. before <laughs> oh yeah oh sick that's sick oh, oh, i can tell cool. one of those pictures is from yandy's which is the uh the website that always sold these overpriced lingerie versions of halloween costumes <laughs> where it's like hey do you want to be a sexy big mac and it was like no why has nope. anybody ever no, wanted to be a sexy big mac hey do you want to be a sexy accountant no these are not sure necessary no. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm now. really happy you believe. looked that up on your phone versus your work laptop. Yeah, I wasn't. But I really wish you would have done work laptop. The Crafted podcast. from our gently extracted botanical essence, refined in oak and blended to harmonize our herbal liqueur. I mean, the verbiage that companies use on their products to make it Oof. sound. 
I you smelled it. it. Oh, you should smell have smelled it. It's just hitting me like a hangover. No, 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 from no. My that, so you're not supposed to smell it. 56 botanicals. Am I supposed to do this whole bottle? It's it's cute packaging. It's a nip, but it looks See, like a bottle. Okay, of here's, oh, my, here's my thing with little nips like that. I hate taking shots out of those because it's it takes too long to get into my, my huh? throat. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Yo. You're absolutely right. As you were saying that, I'm still there's still some left in here. I love you, Katie. <sighs> oh no, are you okay? It doesn't look like you're okay. You don't have to this, finish it. What we have to yes, I do. What we have to uh recognize is that this might hit me and affect me. I haven't really drank in a very long time. <laughs> My belly feels warm in the way that it does when you're drunk. It's I'm like, so glad that you all both called it a nip because I had this discussion the other week on what people call those. Uh. It just doesn't look like it gets what any else do easier. people call them? My God. <laughs> My God. Wait, let me take back when I said that it doesn't taste bad. <laughs> <laughs> My God. That is, it's, um, it's not I've as never, bad as, and I know people love it, but it's not as bad as Fernet. I could never do Fernet. Never had Fernet. I'll be honest. I don't know what that is. It was the, it was the herbal liqueur or whatever that bartenders Ew. would always pretend they loved to drink. So whenever you would go to an industry night, which was like bartenders get half off, any bartender from the industry gets half off. They would do like bartenders get a free shot of Fernet. And I was like, what? Can you just make it Jameson? Why You're do we have to be like, I, I drink this liqueur that was once used to give Italian soldiers to warm them during battle and keep them from getting indigestion. And I'm like, yeah, I just want, I just would like some whiskey would be better for me. You are right though. When you take a shot, at, it's so slow of how it goes down. It doesn't. Yeah. like When you take like shots of the little nips, it, it, that's why when I do it, like if I'm taking a shot out of a nip like that, it needs to be fireball and nothing else because that to me is the easiest to slowly take. Any other shot that's in a nip mm-hmm. is not easy enough to take because you're you can't shoot it. it. No, because when you take a shot out of it, it comes out so slowly into your mouth that you're yeah. tasting Ask Katie it. about it. Well, and it hits you right in the tongue, which is yeah. When shot, and then it sits the there in the back of your throat, so it doesn't spend too much time on your tongue. Exactly. That's exactly why. I'm gonna cut this I'm video and send shot. it to you, Katie, so you can see yourself again. Oh God, my face just turned bright red. Venmo me, people. I'll it. sell it. I watched an episode of Intervention where the woman only drank nips and she was getting blackout drunk in the middle of the day. And I was like, you should get a bottle. That doesn't seem practical. That doesn't seem, save yourself some money. Stop buying the little bottles. You just get a big one. Just watching her hit them. I was like, damn, she's got a whole strategy. I mean, nips should basically be used solely for like flying. It feels like one of those things where she did started doing that as like, a, I'm going to get better. I'm only going to let myself buy nips. And then the addict in her was like, yeah, I'll let you buy 30 nips. Nothing's going to stop me, <laughs> which is like, damn, that is such a tough mountain to climb. Hopefully she's okay now. I re- This was years ago. Um, Tom Brady's run. What of a being, transition. I, I know, right? Tom Brady's run of being liked has ended is what the topic bar that Travis put in here. Uh, what I liked is when I clicked on the story to find out what was happening, it says, uh, Buccaneers QB, Tom Brady rips, dumb rule change that really blah, 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 blah. But it's not my, it's not my guy. It's somebody, this is somebody else's guy. So I can, uh, I don't have to take this as personally. Let's find out what happened. So the NFL announced they voted and they changed a rule and they announced it. The rule that's changing is in regards to what numbers players could wear. 
Uh, so quarterbacks, punters, and kickers are now eligible to wear one through 19. Defensive backs can wear one through 49. Uh, Travis, before I read all these numbers, because my brain is uh, bad at numbers and I just did a shot of Jaeger, what were the rules? Bef- what is the actual change? It, I don't know the specific by position, but it was just like tighter constriction on what numbers you are allowed to wear by your position. So they tightened they lo- it? Or they, they loosened it, it up. Loose. Okay. They, yeah. So it was like uh, defensive linemen could only wear certain numbers and now they've given them more numbers that they can wear. Yeah. Basically. Because the thing about football is like, there were a lot of rules in regards to numbers that I never really knew. And as a fan, you don't actually have to know, but you could know. And it, I think it was starting to get confusing, especially when they made the practice squad bigger. This became a problem where they were like, we need more numbers to work with, I think. And so this is what they reached is just, we're going to change that. And I think most people would have thought that NFL fans would just be like, okay. But Tom Brady, who's not an NFL fan, he's an NFL player, uh, was very upset about this. And he posted on, I think his Instagram story, the a link to the article or like a snippet of the article and said, good luck trying to block the right people now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. And then uh, also posted, why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to? Why have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. Why not everybody wear the same number? Dumb. Which it feels like one of those slippery slope arguments where you're like, well, that's not what anyone, no one is saying, why don't we all take our shirts off? But if you guys do want to just play with your shirts off, it's somebody I mean, who's stopping you. We don't objectify, but you just need to know people out there might objectify you. Uh, but it doesn't feel like an actual defense of what well, I'm the way I know that he's probably wrong is that I still don't really understand what his major problem with this is. Well, from what I understand, that's what that I was going to say. It's that he coaches look at the numbers to decide if it's in, like an illegal formation or whatever. And if they can see the numbers better, they can tell who's who and playing what role on the field and communicating that to the quarterback. Is that correct? Yeah. But like in college, there is no rule on numbers. Hmm. So if it can be done in college, hey, Tom, suck it up and it can work for the NFL too. Like he had this nice little run after the parade where he was showing that he was relatable. He got drunk drunk. in public once, Travis, and that was all it took to win you over. All he needed to do was get absolutely hammered. And well, he had done some other things. And I think he realized that, wow, people are realizing that like are starting to think that I'm a nice guy. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put out this stupid idea and take. Well, but then, so he went on Twitter and made fun of himself and like retweeted a story about it and wrote, I'd like to speak with the manager. My thing with Tom, and this has always been my thing with Tom, at this point with social media, he was always the guy that was never on it. And now he's on it so much and getting praise for the things that he does on it that I'm like, I have a hard time assuming it's him doing it. I don't mean to be mean. And if it's him doing it, I'll immediately eat my words and be like, wow, you are self-aware and funny and incredible at football. But I just think a guy like that, it wouldn't, it's not crazy to assume that his, he is exceptionally talented at football, at things related to football, and that some of his other skills in life aren't as sharpened because he hasn't had to do anything except focus on getting better at football and making his body like a machine, which he has done. To have the self-control to not eat a strawberry or drink a cup of coffee is a talent that I don't have. But I can write a funny tweet, much funnier than Tom Brady. So when Tom Brady writes a funny tweet, I think it's, I'm being fair when I'm like, oh, I don't think that he had much to do with this. But maybe I'm just being a hater and he's the greatest, smartest, funniest, best football player ever. 
but like there were things he did he's done in his past or opinions he's voiced before he was on social media where I'm like yeah you're not you seem like a not so bright guy who just wants things to stay exactly how they are because you're very successful and I think he also just hates change Yes, that's exactly wants things to stay how they are. It's funny though that you—it's like, of course, he wants the game to stay the way that the game has been when he's been dominant at it. It's it's funny that in his eyes, self-control is not having a strawberry, and in our eyes, having a strawberry is this like, wow, look at you being very healthy. I remember in college, it's like the number one thing that comes to my mind when I think about why dieting is so hard for me. In college, I told somebody like, "Hey, today for breakfast," because you told me that diets are I had a banana for breakfast today and they were like that's good but you should have gone with an apple because bananas are really really high in sugar and uh and I'm like wait I'm sorry if a banana is bad I'm not gonna diet like if I'm gonna get a salad with ranch dressing and you're gonna tell me I might as well have a burger then I'm never gonna eat a vegetable again you gotta meet me halfway you gotta know that like in order for me to eat this lettuce right now I have to cover it in something delicious maybe someday it'll be my gateway drug to where I'm healthy like you you, but don't shame me for eating a banana because it's not an apple. No, that's so true because I, what you've been told your whole life is that fruit and fruit. vegetables are better than chips and fast food. And okay, better sure. for you. What's better for you? Keep yes. Going. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Better for you. But so then when I go to buy said fruit and vegetables, and then you tell me I've picked the wrong one. Yeah, ones, it's just like, you got to no. understand where I'm at in my journey and do your best to meet me here. Don't make me feel like I need to drink wheatgrass for two meals of the day. It's not gonna, <laughs> it's too extreme of a switch. Meet me halfway and then be like, you know, you love ranch dressing. Sometimes if you do this, it's better. But I mean, don't sell, don't even try to sell me on fat-free ranch dressing. You should tell by its name, it's not going to be good because there is no ranch dressing without fat. It's half the point of ranch dressing. But if you get fat-free ranch dressing, it tastes like sugar, sugar cream, and it is disgusting. Get it nowhere near me. I will cut ranch dressing out before I eat fat-free ranch dressing. So I'm going to do neither, but. When COVID started, I went and got like like the magic bullet blender. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to like be healthy. And so I- posted a thing a photo and my friend's like you know what are you making I was like oh I like strawberry banana he's like it's not really healthy I'm like listen listen for I me not a magic bullet it We're was a strawberry smoothies. banana smoothie or a pizza a whole pizza for myself and I went with a strawberry banana smoothie I could I think be drinking right now what sucks is because your brain is like I'm unsatisfied, but I'm satisfied with myself because I did the right thing. And then someone's like, you didn't even do the right thing. And then you're like, cool, I'm going to go eat everything from a McDonald's. Because if I'm in this much pain and you're saying I'm still doing it wrong, this is never going to work out for me. So I'm going to just dive into a (laughs) fettuccine Alfredo and I'll see. You might as well. You might as well. Just meet people where they're at when they're trying to just understand that when they tell you they had a banana for breakfast, they're not looking for notes. They're looking for you to go, good job. That's much better than two bacon, egg and cheeses. And then you're like, thank you. That is much better. <laughs> like just let, make the choices that make sense for you. This is coming from a lady who had McDonald's for dinner last night and two nights ago it was Taco Bell. So I get? don't know. Last night I got a Big Mac and just six nuggets with sweet uh-huh. and sour sauce. Spicy or regular? Mm-hmm. Uh, regular. And then from Taco Bell, I got the other day, I got two cheesy gorditas crunch. 
I love so cheesy so gordita crunches, but I, I, I think I, I think oh, I yeah, tweeted this like, like a week ago. I cannot, I order from Taco Bell arguably at least once a week. So I love you I, for that. I would never always, have guessed that about you. You seem like I wouldn't, I, know, I figure that oh you my just God, cook no. every night. I, so, well, okay, here's the thing. I am the kind of person to get very when easily When I say Taco Bell, into... I mean that we have taco night. Those are the same thing. <laughs> no, when I tell I you I love- I slow cooker and I make some pulled chicken and I use the I, Ortega no. taco kits. Nope. Um, That's my I, I absolutely love Taco Bell. I love so fast food. I love junk food. However, uh, my body- does not reflect that it should mm. be consuming all of these things. Mm. So I try really hard to at least eat healthy during the week. And then when I eat like a trash bag on the weekends, then at least I feel like I've balanced myself out. Yeah. That I makes perfect it. sense. Yeah. You know, I eat salads all week and then I eat Taco Bell like six times in one weekend and it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But- it balances out. Yeah, it's, it's about balance, but I am so easily suckered into, if you slap an organic label on something, I'm going to believe it's healthy and I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to trick myself into thinking, okay, I've eaten this organic, whatever during the week. Now I'm able to eat Taco Bell on the weekends. In, but you know, I I know logically, you know, organic has nothing to do with it being no healthy. It's just no pesticides. Right. Yep. It's yeah, healthier yeah. than having pesticides. It's also pesticides. much more expensive. So it's like, that's sick. Very. So I'm not only spending way too much money to really not eat healthier. That's like when I they was. started putting on candy, like cholesterol free. It's like, yeah, where would you put it? It says nerds. I'm eating a box <laughs> of nerds. Why does it say cholesterol? No. Sh- but then I remember once, once I was eating that. chewy sprees. Remember that candy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, they were like hard so sprees, but they were chewy. They were one of my favorite candies. No, I didn't and like one those. time on the, oh, they're so good. But on the back, it said contains egg. And I was like, why? Huh? Why? Where'd you put it? Right. Why? Protein. And then from there on, I was like, maybe I don't like chewy sprees as much as I thought. Because so if I good, need to though. put yeah. egg white in there to make it chewy, what's up? Yeah, I don't like that. But I don't know. Bottom line, Tom Brady, not cool anymore. Yeah, so I guess everybody was kind of like, you're being a, a baby. And uh, and then he, quote unquote, laughed at himself. But I bet he paid somebody to laugh at himself on his Twitter account. And then he was like, they're being mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this man. It's crazy. He's my quarterback for so long. I was so bummed when he got traded away. But I'm also like, I don't know him. I don't, I truly loved him as my quarterback. So like, I I can... I still appreciate his talent, but I'm like, yeah, I never really connected with you on a personal level. So I don't. And here I thought no. you guys were besties. I mean, I love him. I loved him. I stood up for I him. Thought I, gonna, I thought he was going to appear talent. on a Thursday pod. He never has. Uh, look, Tom Brady knows of my existence in the sense that like I've seen somebody send someone else a text about a thing I did about Tom Brady. I know that's very convoluted. You can skip back and listen to it again because I think it made grammatical sense. I know that he knows that I've made things. He's just never. um cared which is like if you're a person that's like i need my image is a mess and i need somebody to help like i'm here i'm here i'm ready to talk to you i'm willing i love you i'm a big supporter of you and then now he's in tampa bay and somebody's like i love tom so much i'm not gonna do i'm gonna do his tom brady diet he's like thanks buddy for being such a good fan it's like what are you doing (laughs) people rode for you through some pretty (laughs) difficult terrain that's gotta be deflating oh you know what travis (laughs) it is can we talk about the UFC fight? Yes. Now, yes, again, please. do not do not react or say anything. Christina, with a thumbs up or thumbs down, so it's just for me, I want to know if you know anything about what happened in this fight. Okay, so you probably know the... Okay, so UFC's on. Um, 
we were eating dinner, Dan and I, I think. And then he was like, I'm going to get this fight. I want to watch what's happening. So we were watching and I had just gone to the gym. So I was in my feelings. I've never watched a UFC fight after going to the gym. And I felt like I was seeing stuff I'd never seen before where I'm like, whoa, I can absolutely see how that person's countering that puncher. That's going like I fell in love with uh, one of the women. We will get to her. But first, so as we're watching and it's just on in the background, I uh, I glance and I see Chris Weidman is fighting. Now, I went to college with Chris Weidman. He dated and eventually married one of my friends. He came on garbage time and like when he was on his come up or maybe he had just won and he was defending, whatever. I think it was right before the Silva fight where Silva, uh, he cracked his leg on him right in the first few minutes and it ended. Uh, So I I was a huge fan of his. And then he kind of, again, I am admitting up front, I'm not like a hardcore UFC fan. I don't pay a lot of attention. Um, most of my exposure to UFC is by reading people making fun of Brendan Schaub, who is a comedian and gathering some information like secondarily through that. So uh, I don't pay attention to UFC. I see Chris Weidman, who in my head, I'm like, I haven't seen him in forever. And it, I start forming this storyline that he's coming back. He's coming back to the top. He got to the top. He fell a little bit down. Now he's coming back. I think he's ranked 11th, but that could be wrong. He could be eighth. Either way, they do this whole package about how he's in this thing. And then they do the package about the other fighter. And I'm getting hyped. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Chris Weidman's going to come back. He's going to be good again. We're going to be able to run into each other when I'm good at this job again and have like, I can interview him and it'll be, I've never had this moment where I was like boys with somebody before and then they, they get to experience success. And then when everybody wants them, they're like you, I remember you, I want to do something with you. Like Christina. Like that's a cool, yes. Like Christina in a few months when she grants me an interview when nobody, when she won't grant anyone else an interview. And it's like, hell yeah, I put the work into maintaining this relationship. So I'm all in on Chris Weidman. I'm super hyped up. I almost sent a tweet that was like, Chris Weidman, this he's back. We're doing this. Chris Weidman to the top. I'm riding with team Weidman. I'm super into it. I couldn't find my phone. The only reason I didn't tweet is because I couldn't find my phone. We're sitting there. We're watching the fight. Chris, at the beginning of the fight, kicks. I don't even remember who is fighting now, honestly. Uriah Hall. Thank you. Oh, it was Uriah Hall. So he's uh, he kicks him, and then he takes a step back. And I noticed something wobble in a way it's not supposed to, and I immediately turned my back to it. And Dan must have missed what happened. They showed a replay or whatever, oh. and they, he was like, the, the pain. I just watched Dan watch it, and the pain on his face was he was upset and I was like it's bad huh he's like he's done he's I'm still upset so I didn't watch any of the they gave a viewer discretion is advised we're going to play the replay so he broke it on the kick and then tried to put weight on it. the adrenaline And so I saw the original break Mm. and I didn't see the fall. And then me like a dummy, when they said, Hey, viewer discretion, I didn't turn away because Uh, I usually do. I didn't. But so we got the viewer discretion, but from the sounds of it, they play the replay in the arena and it was a full crowd. Oh my God. They didn't get the viewer discretion. That's my guess. But the reaction, we're like, Oh, you could hear 
10,000 people gasp. It was uncomfortable. And like, I keeled over and it was like. It was awful. I can still It was pic- easily like, one, of still grossest, one of the grossest. One of the grossest was, sports injuries is, I've ever I, seen. So I, what I'm saying is I saw it live and then I never saw it again. Oh, so I lucky. saw it. And I probably understood it, but I know that I, especially after going to the gym, I'm like, if I watch that, I'm going to start to think my leg is falling off. I'm going to panic. It was so bad. Like Uriah Hall was praying. Like they just kept showing him like, I think he was, again, I was just getting Dan telling me what was happening on screen. So if that's an incorrect. I'm glad the cameraman, he quickly turned away. It was hard to look at. It reminded me a little of like Gordon Hayward, the way people were visibly, they weren't like sad. They were like, oh, I'm on, I'm jarred. Like you might be were, sick. Yeah. It, it reminded me of, like, oh my God, Kevin Ware for Louisville. Oh my God. I was God, just that was about to Easter. say that. That I was, was on Easter. Just I remember about that. to say that. And so, and this is not to get too graphic, but didn't Kevin Ware's bone pierce the skin? Yeah. yeah it, it and came so out. did that happen with Chris? N- not that I'm aware not of. Not that I saw. Was not- there blood? No. no. So I think it was one of those things where if you're trying to picture it, and I do recommend you do not look it up. No, do not. But if you need like the, well, what do you mean it was bad? Because sometimes I'm like, I just want someone to describe it in a way. It's his leg became a noodle. They've it's rushed, like into, they've rushed was... into the ring. That's the, Yeah, he was taken something. out on a stretcher. But I mean, sometimes I'm like, was it bad because there was blood? Was it bad because of a bone? The bone stayed within the skin, but the leg turned into just a Miraculously, honestly, was... I don't know how. Trying to put weight on it, I can't believe it didn't pierce through. And this is also, this was on the, poorly wording, but this is on the heels of the fight right before a guy gets kicked in the leg and it must have hit nerves because immediately he can't walk, put pressure on it. Like he keeps turning his ankle over. They ended up calling the fight because he couldn't go and he Mm. couldn't even walk. Mm. And then this happens. And like I tweeted, can we just ban kicks for the night? Like I'm, it was just- I'm glad that we didn't yeah. because we're going to get to some stuff. Also, you, you kind of lied though because uh, I tweeted like right after that fight and you responded to my tweet. Oh, I did? So either you were on your laptop Oh, about or- Joe Rogan. <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't help. I'm like, I'm like a moth to a flame with Joe Rogan tweets. I'm like, what are we saying about him? Let me check. Like I, so I tweeted <laughs> Yeah, like, you tweeted it and Katie miraculously finds her phone like, oh, Joe Rogan. I tweeted is he okay. legally not allowed to give up the mic? And I understand but that was announced- once I, That was after Weidman. That was way after Weidman. No, that that's was- when I realized I had my phone. Oh, that yeah, that was Uriah Hall talking. I also may have seen your tweet after it happened. I knew I couldn't oh, got, find my phone and then I found it. It was right next to me. No. <laughs> but sometimes you do pop up at the like in case you missed it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't miss it. Um, but no, my phone had been next to me the whole time. Point about the tweet was just like, thank God, because I know that if I had tweeted that and then that happened, people would be like, Katie Nolan jinxed Chris Weidman. But I could not explain to you better how much I was like, Dan, this is a big moment. This is a really big moment. I'm rooting harder for this guy than I think I've ever rooted for a UFC fighter ever. Now, please shut up so I can watch this fight. It's over. He's He doesn't have a leg. It was like the quickness with which it happened that my hopes got up and were immediately dashed by the most disgusting clip I've ever seen I was like this is gonna I think we're gonna have a bad weekend and we did we had a very bad weekend but it <laughs> and was we did devastating to me but then so after that fight I was like I need to pay attention to something or my brain's gonna just go I made a new best friend um she is a fighter from Kyrgyzstan her name is Valentina I forget mm-hmm. her last name Shevchenko Ooh, yep. it is Shevchenko. That's who that would be. She 
rules. She rules. She was so much fun to watch. She's, uh, I guess, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I guess she's like known for her striking ability. So nobody really thought that she was going to wrestle and her opponent, like it was good at that. But then she just brought it. She wrestled this girl. It was an incredible, f- this was when I was like, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. <laughs> and then she does this like dance to celebrate it at the end. She was awesome. And I love her very much. One thing that bugs me about UFC is that they have these awesome moments after the fight where they're in the ring and they all have to talk and they say the thing about their thing, but they're all holding garbage because they were handed a can of monster that because of the sponsorship, they have to hold while they talk. So there's these people that are at this huge moment, the culmination of all of their hard work and they're either crying or they're thanking their opponent or they're saying whatever they have to say about themselves and they're introducing themselves to the world and they're just holding garbage, an empty can of monster in their hand. It's super weird. Sometimes I've wondered if they can either give them like they can fill it up with something else because there's no way that some of these athletes are drinking that stuff they judging by the way they were holding them i think most of them were if not empty almost empty they seemed very light they weren't because a can of monster is pretty heavy i thought you were going to say that the person that you loved was uh rose the other i'll get there she's next okay sorry um but I fell in love with this woman. I was like, I want to be those her best dance friend. moves were impressive. Incredible dance moves. She just seems like she has this really great attitude towards everything. Um, as I say that, I'm like, I should have Googled her and seen if she's like problematic in some way. She just seemed like a really, really good fighter. And she uh had this energy. And I don't know, when the crowd was chanting her name while she was fighting, I was like, Yeah, that must feel very cool. And all I'm statements about her are in regards to Saturday night in yes. the octagon. Travis, thank you so much. Um, Joe Rogan, while she was giving her <laughs> speech, he, she was like, and I just want everybody to know, I mean, she has an accent. I'm not going to do it, but she's like, I, I just want everybody to know, like, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready and I'm not afraid of any opponents. And I don't, any weakness you think I have, I don't like, I'm the best. And Joe Rogan was like, he, like took the mic back and was like, come get some. And then he did this thing that Joe Rogan does where like he paused and wanted her to a trip, like to say something about what he had just said, which when what you just said is a rephrasing of what she said, come get some, move on to your next question right away. But he didn't. And then he paid for that because he said, come get some. And she was like, what? Come get what? And he said, come get some. And she just went, huh? With like a very confused face. And he's like, you know, like come get some. And she was like, okay. And then she said something else where she was like, I, I don't know what this man's saying, but I, I feel like he wants me to fill the space with words. So I'm going to say words. It was so uncomfortable. And you're right. Your tweet, Travis, was that he doesn't let go of the microphone. Like, and yeah. people were like, oh, you never give up the mic. And I get you don't give no. up the mic. No. But it was the awkwardness of him. Joe like the Rogan hands-, hands, holds the microphone in front of their hands. And then a lot of them go to grab it and he doesn't let go. So they're just holding his hand, which is holding the microphone. <laughs> it's and it's like, if you're watching, it's uncomfortable. Yes. Some fighters will take the mic and run around with it and you don't let them do that. But for me, I was like, no, it's that Joe Rogan doesn't want to, you'll probably also that hand. he has his arm on your eyes, like shoulder too. And it's just very awkward. And also I understand most circumstances you don't give up the microphone this is on pay-per-view in an octagon what's the worst that happens they take the microphone and they they cut a promo this is what the sport wants like there's nothing bad that can come from it they're rambling you can't get them to stop giving up the mic is a thing you have to learn very early where if you hand it to somebody they're gonna 
go and feel I'd say powerful. for the UFC, go for it. But I would say there's a little bit more of Joe Rogan not wanting to give up the power. It's like the, you could do it. I also think Joe Rogan's like, if I give this microphone up, what do I have? Which is like, well, a lot of money and less taxes since you moved to Austin. So um, then there was the Rose fight, which was Rose Namajunas versus Wei, Wei Li, I think, Wei Li Zhang. Uh, big hyped fight. I'd heard a lot about it, but obviously didn't know anything about it. Rose is a badass and should be played by Rachel McAdams when the movie about her life is eventually made. Um, yes. She won her fight. With a kick, Travis. A boot to the face. This is why outlawing kicks should not be allowed. Rose was like, hey, Travis, I see your tweet and you should shut up. (laughs) She kicked her so hard (laughs) that Whaley had a footprint on her face for the whole Joe Rogan spiel of the after fight where she had to talk while holding trash. She had a footprint on her face holding garbage, staring into middle distance. And I was like, that's what an L feels like. That is what it looks like to hold your L. Uh, she got kicked in the face hard. Did you see the, um, after the fight was with her coach, I want to say, and like, he was like hyping her up and like, you're the best. Yeah. I heard them say that those two have been through a lot and it made me wish that I knew more about it. So can I, can I make a joke or is it, should I not? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe probably not, but I bet you're going to do it anyway. So it, I tweeted, well, I already that. tweeted it out. So oh, I guess okay, it's out there. Fine. Um, it reminded me, I tweeted the gift from cool runnings when they're in the bathroom and he's hyping him up. And that's what Great it reminded movie. me of. Cause he was saying stuff. And then Rosa like repeated. He was like, you're the best. Say I'm the, like, best. I'm the best. Yeah. Like, I'm the best. It's like, I no, see I pride. I see power. Great. I loved it. Um, what else? So then there was the, the main fight, uh, Usman Va- Masvidal and, uh, Usman won, which is great. I was rooting for. That was also a very good fight. He knocked him out, out. Yeah, Masvidal got knocked Somebody, I out. saw somebody tweet, I should look up who it was, but I saw somebody tweet, like, he got knocked out so hard, he got, he his own shoulder knocked him out again on the way down, where it was just like, <laughs> oh, he was no. bouncing. <laughs> it was like a spit take with no water in your mouth that somehow sprayed, the, it was wild he caught him he like used his i want to say left hand to pull down the hand that he had over his face and then knocked him out with his right it was crazy he like i'm not a fight sports person but this something about this actual this pay-per-view was uh or this fight was um just like it had a lot of moments where i was like i'm not this isn't even my my bag and i'm i'm kind of into it the camera For lack of a better term it was lit there are better terms, but if there weren't any, lit is what Christina. We're in our thirties. We don't. We're not. No, no, I said that's why I said get us for lack of We're gonna get arrested. Term. If you're yeah. out here and keep saying we, that. We can't use that. Just be word. mindful. Of the that's why I have. said yeah, for yeah, lack but there, of a better but, term. But there are better terms. There weren't. You no, just yes. There there are better terms, but mm-hmm. I could not think of them because she's okay, well. If we get arrested, then that's on you. So maybe you should start thinking outside of yourself instead of being young all the time. Oh, she's a budding superstar. Yeah, that's she. I mean, I think that's gonna start to become something we really need to address. I'm concerned. concerned. She's trying to turn this into her podcast. It's probably gonna be sports with Christina. (laughs) She said lit. It's gonna be called lit with Christina. Question mark. Anyway, so UFC, Uh, and then Jake Paul did something. So Jake Paul was there. Then the crowd. He got booed. I heard that in the in the stadium when they showed him, uh, everybody they started a I think a Jake Paul chant. But here's the thing. 
I'm not smiling. You're, you're playing smiling. into like yeah, this is I what know. he wants. I know. Oh, absolutely. Him and Antonio Brown, though. I'm like, what are you boys? Yeah, they uh, flew out there together. Of course they are. Um, uh, and then like Daniel, Daniel Cormier goes over there and gets in a shouting match. And then the media. Well, then it's because I've, Jake we, Paul Cormier is a real out. one, right? We like yes, him. He's yes. a good. Yeah, he's yeah. And so cool Jake Jake Paul called out Cormier all on his own, and yeah. DC was like, "What?" <laughs> and so then that's why he responded. And then when he went over there, Jake just started, I guess, yelling at him. And DC was like, "Listen, all right, well, if you're going to say you want to fight me, then I'm going to say I'll fight you back. But right now, in this particular setting, I am a broadcaster and I can't knock you out. Yeah. But talk to me in the parking lot, it and then feels I will." Very much how I felt about when a certain sports media person came at me, where it's like you got to learn that lesson. They're going to chirp, and when you go over there. It's not worth it. It's just like, it's uh, that's so yeah, what I'm saying is I have a lot in common with these two guys who fight. Um, what were you saying, Travis? It's just that like, Daniel's best to not even give him the attention because sure. that's what he and wants. And many people say that, but and it's I, very annoying when Whitlock is always tweeting about you and you just want to tweet something back one time, okay? <laughs> just He's once. my Jake Paul. I totally get it. These people but who then, just push and push and push and push, hoping that you'll push them back. Sometimes you're like, I know I'm not supposed to, but I want to once. And then obviously the media then starts asking Dana White about him. Dana Ugh. starts chirping. So Dana White said... The numbers are there? Nah, I don't know if the numbers are there, White said. Do you know what would happen to this guy in the UFC? He ain't fighting in the UFC. He's getting handpicked opponents, and God knows what else is going on with that whole effing thing, which I believe is he's alluding to the fact that a lot of people thought that, what's his name from the last fight? It's rigged. Uh, ben Askren. Yeah, that he, like, threw the, that he, yeah, Ben Askren, that he threw that fight. So he's not saying that, and he's covered himself so that if anybody asks if that's what he's saying, he could be like, I didn't say that, but I think he's, like, uh, this guy is not fighting people that are evenly matched for him. And basically, if he fought in the UFC, he might die. Which, of all the times to make that point, after that particular pay-per-view, seems like the best time. Jake Paul then responded to Dana's stuff and said, Dana, you claimed you would uh, bet $1 million on me losing. Set up Askren to train with Freddie Roach. Gave him full access to UFC PI. And he still got his ass handed to him. Uh, seems like you are the real dude not Ariel. In my third fight, I made more I made more in total pay than any fighter in UFC history. Maybe it's time to pay your fighters their fair share. No wonder they all want to get into boxing. Dana, you said you make the fights fans want to see. So hurry up and make uh, Jones versus uh, Naganyu. Pay them their fair share. 10 million purse for each guy plus pay-per-view. Why are UFC fighters so underpaid versus boxers? Why did I make more in my third... In my third fight, than all but two uh, UFC fighters in history. Damn. Like, so, so that's now why you Jake can't Paul's... swing down at Jake. Yeah. Well, so that is so that's why. So from your from what you just said, now Jake Paul's going after Dana, saying that he should be a part of the UFC, that he well, really I think should so. chirp him. Here's the thing that like, this is another one of those situations like Trevor Bauer on, uh, on chirping back. Like you can be a person who I disagree with, but you can make a valid point. And a valid criticism of Dana White is that, and the UFC is that they, there's been issues with how much they pay their fighters, how much money their oh, fighters absolutely. are allowed to make. There was the the deal with Reebok where it was like, you can't wear any sponsorships or anything. You have to wear this Reebok stuff. And it took a lot of money out of the pocket of UFC fighters. I know there've been arguments about what they do in terms of health insurance for their UFC fighters. There's a lot of 
valid points to be made there. And so now what happens is you have a guy like Jake Paul, who wasn't essentially making a valid point that he should be allowed to fight this, which I don't think is true, but he's backing it up with like, okay, well, if you're going to come at me, well, then how about this actual valid criticism of your business model? And you're right. Now Dana White is like, well, what do I say now? And so I think the real beef that Dana has with Jake, um, he didn't say in those quotes there was that supposedly Jake Paul has been reaching out to some UFC fighters under contract. And so that's where Dana's saying, I've got issues. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense given the fact that if he fights UFC fighters who are known for their wrestling in a boxing match, that his odds of beating them will be better than if he fights guys who are strikers that can throw punches. So it makes sense to me that he's going to UFC fighters instead of going to boxers because boxers will smoke him, I think. But if he Agreed. got in, if he tried to fight, if he tried to do MMA, I don't think that he would win. And like, I think he knows that too. I like he's got oh, yeah, he's got to. So that's why I honestly think, just you know, as an outsider looking at what Jake Paul is doing, he's smart for doing it. He's picking, mm. he's picking people who he knows he can beat or has a decent decent shot at beating which and so why set yourself up for failure true he wants and people to stream this he wants people to watch it the numbers are what matters to him yeah he cares about the numbers and the he money wants the more viewership than he and he wants right. the money from it which people could argue is is smart it's also something that has been argued about fighters in the like people used to say this on a much lesser level about like the fights mayweather would book it's like he's only booking the ones he knows that he can it's like that it's a much more quiet version of the loud thing jake paul does but i mean it is something that fighters has been part of the fight game of like at least accusations of like, you're not taking the hard fights. You're not actually defending your title or whatever. But Jake Paul is just like, screw being quiet about it. I'm only going to fight people that I know that I can beat and I'm gonna make so much money off of it. And like logistically, factually, he's not incorrect. But I think the counter argument that you have to make is that like there is supposed to be more to the sport than that. Oh yeah, 100%. Fans wanna see, like fans aren't watching, I promise you, a large percentage of the people paying money to tune in to watch Jake Paul fight are tuning in, hoping he gets his ass kicked. That's what happened with Mayweather. Yeah. Well, especially, you yeah, know, for, very much for so. this like, you know, business model that Jake Paul has now created. I mean, there's obviously going to come a day when either he just stops because he is continuously calling out people who like, Daniel Cormier, who could very easily oh, kill him snap if him a, in yeah. half. So I think that um, he either just needs to continue picking fights that he knows that he can win, which inevitably will get boring for his audience because people are going to say, you keep fighting people that we know you're going to beat. So something else has got to happen here. Either you need some real competition or somebody needs to, you know, actually win something this is what's gonna happen i just don't think it's a sustainable model that he's created i mean it's smart for the time being he's making a lot of money and there's a lot of eyeballs on him but long term it's just not gonna work that's why one of these next couple fights he's it's gonna be against somebody that is at least respectable and he will lose and i don't even know i'm not saying that's gonna be on purpose but i'm saying that it makes it easier to then sell again as his look at me coming my comeback to get that person do you think Dana White and Joe Rogan communicate with each other what they're going to wear to certain events so that they don't look 
Well, Joe Rogan like, just wears a black dress related. shirt. He, yeah, all right. Well, do you think that like they, when one of them's going to make like a, a new fashion decision, they just like they check with each, each other. other first so they don't look like exactly the same version of the same guy? I'd like to think so. I wonder how many black dress shirts Joe has. Mm. Probably a closet full. Like he's one yeah, of those guys probably who has an excessive amount where he way too many. It, what if he just had seven? One for every actually day reasonable number. Is that what he wears on his podcast? No, he probably wears like no, a he wears t shirts. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dana White looked like he lost a little bit of weight. So good for Dana White. But, you know, those criticisms that uh, one of the Pauls, whichever Paul that was, said um, is, is valid. So pay your fighters. How about that? I also like the uh, brands that choose to sponsor UFC. It's just like all the brands that say that they're the manly version of a regular product, all the brands that wrap themselves in marketing and really it's just like a lean cuisine, like devour meals. And you're like, yeah, it's just a heating, a meal you heat in your microwave. It doesn't have they, to be manly. It's really just a microwavable meal. They need to let the fighters treat it like NASCAR. Cause I want a fighter afterwards to be like, talking uh, about Mac and cheese. Yeah. Thank you to Cheerios. And yeah. just but that's what I'm saying. It's never Cheerios. It's even the um, official protein pack of the UFC. No, P3. Like a P3. It's not like, it's not like get your protein. It's like caring about this kind of stuff makes you a loser, but we care about it for you. And it's manly. It's like the whole um, tactical world of products where it's like this isn't just a pen it's a pen that can get you out of a car when it's drowning <laughs> in a river you're like i just need to write i probably don't need all that other stuff but anyway that's the ufc i think we have time for one more voicemail but before we do that this podcast is also brought to you by brooklyn and so travis what's up as if you're a food critic okay my nose got itchy which means i've been talking for too long oh let me play this last <laughs> voicemail I forget what it, the question even is. Let's find out together. Hi, Katie, Christina, and Trav. We're friendly. This is <laughs> from This is the Problem. How long do you have to live somewhere before you say that that place is where you're from? And I'm going to go ahead and say that I am from Texas grew up there my whole life. I've lived in Chicago for eight years. I still refuse to say I'm from Chicago because as problematic as Texas is, I love Texas. But people are saying I should say I'm from Chicago now. So how long do you have until you have to change where you're from? Or do you ever? Or no, never mind. I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Sybil. I love you and I mean it. Um, but that's okay. You don't have to say it back. Some people have a harder time saying it. So, um, here's the thing. I also, I can very specifically relate to this. I moved in 2013 to New Jersey. Um, but when people ask where I'm from, I say outside of Boston. So I think for me, it's a situational answer. It depends on who's asking and what you think they're actually asking. So I land from a flight and I get in a car and they say, where are you from? I say New York because I flew from New York and I know that's what they're asking. They're trying to find out how long my flight was. Of course, if I had said, if I'm in LA and I say that, and then I had said Boston, they would still think that it's the same amount of time, but you know what I mean? If someone's trying to find out where you're coming from, they're right asking now, where are you coming from? Right, not yeah, where, where from, are you from, 
Or if someone's like, where do you live? I'll always say New Jersey. Uh, actually, sometimes I'll say New York because usually in this industry, when somebody asks you that, they're asking, do you live in New York or do you live in LA? Yeah. I'm like, well, I live in New York. I live in New Jersey, but I live in New York. Like that's where I do my work. I just live here because I moved here in 2013 and I didn't um, have a lot of money. I found two roommates on Craigslist. And then once you come to Hoboken, you're kind of just like, I could stay here. This place is fine. Um, so I think it's a, it's, I still say I'm from outside of Boston. I learned the lesson very quickly when I went to college that I would say I was from Boston and people were like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. So let me stop saying that. But I think that where you're from depends on the situation and it depends on how you identify and you're welcome to identify however you want to. I'm trying to picture if I called this, vo this, uh, the voicemail for this podcast, if I would say from, I think I would say from New Jersey, cause that's where I'm calling from. But like, I'm much more comfortable being like calling from New Jersey than saying I'm from New Jersey, especially because when you say you're from New Jersey, man, when I switched my license to a New Jersey license and I would go out of town and go to a bar or like go somewhere where I had to hand over my ID, someone would be like, Jersey girl, huh? And I was like, oh God, no, no. <laughs> like, don't put me in that no. category. You are always from where you're from like I've been in Connecticut for almost seven years and I am not from Connecticut I'm from Ohio mm. it doesn't matter I could live here for 50 years I'm from Ohio I think it's like the question that they're technically asking you is where do you represent that's represent. Yeah, like where do you matters. identify because as if being some from. yeah if someone's like where are you where are you calling from it's like where are you what are you repping as you what ask said are you repping yeah yeah like where set. where are you currently or where did you just come i'm from? repping yeah. ohio and i rep i think i rep framingham massachusetts but in certain situations where they'll be like like uh the th three people from always late got into a car and somebody asked us where we were from and we all just said new york because that's where we all knew each other and as a group we were from new york the group was birthed in new york city we yeah, weren't going to be sense. like, well, I'm from outside of Boston. She's from, you know what I mean? You're just going to yeah. say like, we're all from New York. We're here visiting in whatever city that was from New York. We're from New York. Yeah, but I other think than that's that, a little like, different. Because I think like in this situation, she's obviously talking about she's lived X amount of years in a place where you've lived eight years. That's over the, the hump of I moved around a lot in, I mean, I'm now in my late 20s, I guess you would say. Is 26 your late 20s or mid 20s? What is that? Uh, just say it's late. So just you're say you're old. young. We get okay. it. No, it's, yeah, so late well, 20s. No, it, it, er, she's early, basically 30. My early 20s, I mm. moved around from Kentucky to California to Tennessee, then to Connecticut. So I moved around all over the place. I obviously always said I was from Connecticut because I never stayed long enough in any place to feel like that represented me. Yeah. So I think for someone like her, if you're eight years in, 15 years in, whatever that is, if you then identify as I've lived here long enough, I feel like I'm from this place. Okay, by all means, say you're from Chicago. But if you believe, like if you think, oh, okay, I'm from Texas, it's where I was born, that's where my family is, that's where I identify as being from, say you're from Texas. I think it's I also wherever think, you identify. I think there are some people who take on the identity of their city too quickly. And yeah. I'm probably a person who takes too long to take on the identity of my city because everything's a spectrum. So I would say I am overly like, well, I don't want to say I'm this because then the people who are really this are going to be like, you're not that. The same way, like, I'm not going to say I'm a gamer because true gamers would be like, no, you play video games. 
I'm like, I'm not going to say I'm a, if I lived in New York, I've seen people say I'm a New York girl. And it's like, we well, lived here for two years. You're not a New York Yeah, Yorker. exactly. So that's why I, when I lived here. in LA went to for one two brunch. years, I would never say yeah. I'm from LA because I'm not. So yeah. I would say it's where it's wherever you identify as being from. But I would also say if you've lived in a place for two years, you're not from there. <laughs> so it's I wherever- do also think, I think that in order to classify some, yourself as being from somewhere, that means you have to have let that city have an effect on you or yes. that location have an effect on you. Because it's like, where are you from? That's, I think, why I don't say I'm from Jersey, because I'm like, I don't I ju- it's just where I put my things and where I go to sleep. I don't really interact with New Jersey enough on both sides, good and bad of like, it hasn't really affected me in a way that when you say I'm a Jersey girl, I'm like, I identify as that. It's like, I don't, I very much don't. Uh, I'm right on the tip. I'm just on like poor New York, you know? I'm not like in uh, Jersey. I have a, where it could change is once you have a family. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would be too, different. When you have a kid, then- like, well, this kid is now from here. Yeah, because then your kids would say, if she, all like, let's just say she has kids tomorrow her kids will say i'm from chicago because that's where they are born and now living so i guess yeah i guess you're right it depends on how integrated your life is with the place that you're residing and how much you identify with that city or with where you are because every other place other than connecticut i've never said this is where i'm from because i've I've always just thought of it as a place i lived rather than a place that was my home and sometimes it's because people, you know, where they grew up, they don't, I, they don't like. It wasn't great, so they're like, "I'm now from this new place where I am yeah, now that's in charge of my fine. life, and I get to make my yeah. own decisions." Like, I'm this person, which I totally understand. But for me, I'm like, you know, the time, I, the place I've interacted with the most is either New York City or Framingham, Massachusetts. Cool, Travis. Where are you from? Ohio. Mm. We'll always be from Ohio. That. I didn't know that about you. I know. Breaking <laughs> news, people. Fact. L- yeah, another from- fun fact. Fun for fact. You. Hey, it's finally Travis's fun fact. He's from Ohio. All right, that's it for this week's edition of sports. I really took the uh, I don't have a five o'clock heart out as like a let's go as long as we can. <laughs> let's just do it. Uh, shout out to Sunday, not the day of the week, the company, Brooke Lennon and both William and Mary. Uh, and shout out to the first draft podcast. The NFL draft is Thursday. And if that's your thing, and if Roger Goodell not getting hugs is your thing, like mine is, check out this podcast. It's Mel Kuyper, Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. They have everything you need to know. If football isn't your thing, that's okay. But then you have to listen to this episode one extra time. Hey, Travis wrote that, but it's, I believe him. I think he's right. Uh, I don't make the rules. That's right. Travis did. And a big thank you to you guys for listening now. And again, later on a different streaming service or maybe another time, because that's what Travis laid down in the law there. Uh, or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which Travis reads and Travis loves them. Like this one from December 30th, exclamation point. It's crazy a day left a review. (laughs) It's just like Sunday. I wish Sunday had left a review. Uh, two things we mere mortals don't deserve, but are lucky to have Katie and cats. Huh. Which I would argue that we don't I need cats. I disagree with that. Yeah, I would, I would argue we don't dogs. need cats. But uh, now yeah. I'm starting to feel like this might be a joke. This might be sarcastic. Listen, I disagreed with like it. At all. I disagreed with it, but I didn't want. I don't want to edit the reviews. I want to leave sure. them in as. But now that you re- now that looking at it through that lens, doesn't it feel like this could be an insult? Like this could be like, yes. you know what I need. A, Listen, a December 31st is going to come in for us and leave a good review. I've, yeah, I've, I've New Year's like... Eve. Where are you at? 
Uh, and lastly, don't forget that you can always leave up a voicemail at 860-506-5571. This is always the part of the podcast where I'm like, did we talk about sports at all? Did we do our jobs today? I think so. We made an effort. Okay. Uh, say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Mean it.